Hey there, podcast listeners. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And we're from the Masters of Profundication, your favorite podcast. It better be. Better be. If you <laughs> know what's good for you. We just thought we needed to um, take a time out for a minute and talk about the next episode you're going to listen to. Yes, this is the disclaimer that we felt we need to put on this one. More yeah. so than the other one. We kind of went down some paths that you will you'll be listening to, you'll hear, but we need to, we feel like we need to warn you ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, we, we have very unusual careers and we <laughs> We work we work in a place where um we have direct face time with pedophiles and murderers and rapists and cannibals and, and just assholes yeah a lot of assholes yeah. so we're quite desensitized to uh, a lot of the things that m- the average listener might not be desensitized to so we right. just figured we'd take a quick time out to let you know that um while we don't intentionally offend anybody on you know we don't go out of our way to offend somebody but you know we don't want to have to apologize after the fact that we offended anybody. So if you're listening to this right now and are easily offended, go ahead and skip this episode if you want. Uh, yeah, I'm you sure won't we, be happy about it, at least by the end. <laughs> I'm sure we've piqued the curiosity of pretty much yeah, everybody exactly. else. Now that we whetted your appetite. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, we get a little bit offensive and we get we talk a little crudely. So I, yeah. I'm going to blame Rob. Rob brings that out in us. So It becomes a competition. Who can out-crudify <laughs> the next guy? And this is what we do every day. I mean, when we see each other at work, this is the talk. This is the kind of of humor it's a dark humor yeah it's and you you i'm probably sure most of you or many of you have heard this before but it's a defense mechanism if you work in certain fields you got that dark humor that very crude very juvenile and i'll fully admit fully juvenile humor uh what is it they say if you stare into the black long enough you become a monster yourself is that how you is that? stare into the void long enough the void stares back into you yeah that's pretty much when you dance with the devil the devil don't change the devil changes. you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> not quite the same but yeah i, I get you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I wanted to bring that in. Because, How many yeah, devil quotes so. can we throw in here? <laughs> right. Um, so, buyer beware. And, yes. Um, when we use certain words, we are not endorsing those words. We are quoting people that use those words. And I'm not being facetious here. I would never call people different words, but I will quote characters that use those words. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. Yeah. We we figured that we would put this on here rather than apologize later for it. <laughs> yes, right. I don't regret it. I will say this, and I feel like Tom, and I'm pretty sure Rob would say the same thing. None of us regret what we talked about what we said that's just not who we are but we are cognizant of people out there with different sensibilities yeah. so you have been warned and uh listening discretion is advised <laughs> as it were how do you say it viewer discretion is advised. not viewer well he's viewing I, i'm pretty sure they're not listening with their eyes closed so technically they could be viewing just not us hold on i'm gonna think about somebody listening with their eyes closed for a second you're welcome <laughs> that's how i'm gonna listen to all my podcasts from now on even if i am driving <laughs> the full experience is worth the danger yeah okay so just uh with caution, proceed. And now, on to the show. Salut Tom, salut Steve. J'espère que vous avez un show génial. Vous me faites trop rire, les gars. Welcome to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And with us again is your guest, <laughs> Rob, Rob Patton. The you Illuminus. guys have me back. You guys had me back, so I must not have been a total hack. No. <laughs> the reviews aren't in yet, you know. You're That's not true. That's true. It's only, been out a, it's only been out a week, so all the hate <laughs> mail will start flowing in, I'm sure. Right. Um, no, it was a pleasure having you on, so we decided that we were going to follow up uh, this week with another themed uh, podcast with uh, Predators. Sticking to the same theme as it were yeah and this is this is not the chris hansen predators right 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, have a seat. Do you know who I am? <laughs> oh, you brought wine coolers and a bag of condoms. Yeah. You're in the right place. You go by the name of Ice Cream Scoop 243. <laughs> you know, I was always waiting for one of those episodes where somebody was going to, like, sit down at the island. You know, they walk in and Chris Hansen, why don't you have a seat? And he's got, the guy brings in, like, pamphlets and literature on how to avoid the lifestyle of being an underage sex addict or something. <laughs> so, then, so then when the guy says, oh, no, I was just here to talk her out of it, he could be like, see? Yeah. <laughs> right. I brought pamphlets. I, I brought, Always bring pamphlets, David. Always bring pamphlets. Yeah, just totally and completely. That's why, uh, you know, you'd probably still be arrested. But when you stood in front of the judge, or at least when you were in the back of the, the police car, you could <laughs> legitimately say, no, see, I was going to talk her out of it. I know everybody says they're going to. I was trying really to do it. Trying to scare her straight because... <laughs> I mean, I mean, disregard the vodka and condoms I have in the backseat of my car. <laughs> I drive everywhere with ball gags. I mean, it's really not related. Right. This is just my emergency vodka. <laughs> right. And emergency ball gag. And emergency Everybody. duct tape. And, yeah, that's uh, right. You know, emergency child sized handcuffs. And... <laughs> They're pink with sparkles on them for a reason. Yes, my little pony handcuffs. <laughs> Ah, uh, so what's going on, guys? Yeah, what's going on with you guys? I'm uh, living the dream. Predatored out. I just did a marathon, so yeah, I think we can all but relate to that. I was thinking less predator related, more like what's going on in your neck of the woods. I know that you have something that happened to you that was pretty exciting. I'm gonna make you guess what it was. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't involve another person. Who's you? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah, either There's one. Two of us. I left okay. it ambiguous. <laughs> uh, no, Steve, you um, you actually. Are you talking about my comic book? Yes. Code reader. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait what you get? Uh, there's, a, there's, there's an app. I think it's CVR. Wait, real quick. Basically, he has like thousands yeah, of thousands comic books that he needed to catalog. I have tens of thousands of comic books that I got. I want to inventory so I can try to sell them. And this wonderful human being here, Mister. Tom Witham gave me the idea of barcodes app thing. that reads yeah it reads the barcodes and I download the CLZ comic book barcode reader and the thing's changing my life. Yeah. I did a box of comic books in about forty five minutes and that's with me trying to figure out how the whole thing worked as opposed to about a week or so normally. Yeah, I'm not that's, even kidding. That's incredible time saving. Yeah. Um, I'm doing pretty much the same thing. I know that uh, I mention almost every single week how many DVDs I own, so I figured that I <laughs> should put my money where my mouth is and actually go through my DVD collection and see exactly how many I have because I always leave it up to I have somewhere between 500 and 1,000 DVDs. So uh, That narrow range. Yeah, it's a tight little window. But uh, anyway, uh, I got the I got an app that reads barcodes, so I've been going through the movies and I'm through all the movies we have upstairs and one tote. I've got probably one level. I've, I've got a bunch of 18-gallon totes full of DVDs now because they're not on shelves. And uh, I've got a tote and maybe a third left and I have have 450 DVDs so far. Scanned. Wow. Yeah. So wow. that's significant. That is significant. So the plan is to um, to inventory them and then try and digitize them and put them on a Plex server, and so I can have them at my my fingertips whenever I want to watch them. Never have to leave the house again. Never, <laughs> ever. But anyway, I, I bring me a pop it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. The the comic book one because um, they, they're so individual sometimes, right? Yeah. Sometimes they'll bring up like I'll say zero of three. You have to choose which one because they have different covers of that same issue but they sh- 
show you a little icon of what you're looking at. So you just pick the one that you, you know, that you actually have. I only came across one that it completely gave me a wrong issue. Like, like it was all the options they had, none of them were the, actually. But I just typed in the title of it and it came right back up and there you go. So yes, this thing is a life-changing, amazing, what the best thing that happened to me in so long. And that makes me so sad for my life. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it's like the heights and the lows right together, mixed in one. Yeah, but it's you know the little things, and it's going to save you a lot of time. And hopefully, you can find somebody to, that's going to buy that shit and help you out. The offer I made a few podcasts ago, I will now give you an inventory list if you want to buy my combo collection. <laughs> Just give me a month or so. Yeah, another month. Cool. Well, that's interesting. Sure. Um, so let's talk about Predators, the movie the Predators. Franchise. The franchise, oh. Predators. Um, I think that we owe it to ourselves and the listeners to uh, talk about what's canon. Mm. Is there anybody listening that doesn't know what it means when something is canon or not? Canon or non-canon? Yeah, I have no clue. Um, well, canon uh, canon is just a reference to like continuity or mythology. Um, so things that entertain us like movies, books, video games stuff like that they all exist in their own fictional universe like an individual fictional universe and this fictional universe obviously has a timeline and if a let's say we're talking about movies if a certain movie is considered canon then it belongs with all the other things that are canon uh and it follows the continuity so for example um just to stay away from predators for a second here um like in in the star wars universe the um there's all kinds of there's movies, there's TV shows, there's books, there's comic books and stuff like that. And anything that wasn't a movie was considered the expanded universe. And it was really confusing about what was considered canon and what wasn't. What what was actually part of the Star Wars universe and what wasn't. So when Disney bought Star Wars, they lowered the boom on this huge amount of, of material and decided we're gonna we're gonna pick, you know, it was around 50, 50 items, including movies, comic books, TV shows, and whatever, they're going to be canon. Everything else doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe. We're or, talking 30 years of content. Yeah. yeah. So so when we say something is canon, what we mean is that it exists in the official timeline that was intended by either the original creator or somebody along the line that has been put in charge of determining what is canon and what is not. Um, Basically, who owns the rights? Who owns the rights exactly. to it? And, and usually... Um, usually, for, okay, for an example, if something starts out as a movie first and then becomes a book, typically the movies are canon. The books are not. Unless, in some way, shape, or form, the creator of that movie has decided to roll the uh, the books into the mythology, and therefore it becomes canon. But it has to have that official word, I guess. And I, that's a long way around to saying that, you know, it's just official. Like, if you if we take it back to what we did last time, which is the Aliens franchise. The canon movies are, at this point, was it Prometheus, Covenant, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. But the two Alien versus Predator movies are not canon. And if you and this is why it's important because it's not just nitpicky. It means something because if you look at the Aliens versus Predator movies, they have a whole timeline that doesn't work with Prometheus or Covenant, whereas the Aliens, the Predator species came back to you know ancient Earth, taught them to build pyramids and use them to as sacrifices to breed xenomorphs. But now in the new established 
timeline, the Xenomorphs actually are a recent creation. You know, they're something that David made. So they can't use these two separate timelines. So they say, okay, this is official. This happened. Like if they made a new movie that was after Alien Resurrection that had, you know, Sigourney Weaver reprising roles of Ripley, she could refer to shit that happened in Prometheus or Covenant because that stuff is part of the same universe now, part of the same timeline. And that's what it means to be canon. That's why it, it's important to know what is real, what's not, <laughs> what's part of it, what's not. Yeah. So where I was going with this is sometimes canon, well, I mean, officially it is left up to the creators. Unofficially, canon and non-canon is left up to the viewer. So I think that it's important for us to establish, three of us right now, what and when we discuss this, what we're going to accept as canon. I am inclined to fe- believe that the first Predator movie, Predator 2, and the 2010 Predators movie, that's canon. Everything else is non-canon. I second that. Definitely. There is an up- Yeah, I agree with you. There is an upcoming movie, it's supposed to be next year, it's called The Predator, yeah. which I have not heard one way or the other if that's supposed to be a reboot or a no, continuation. It's I not believe supposed it's, to be a reboot. Yeah, I believe it's supposed to be a continuation. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it has Olivia Munn in it, so. Oh, I'm on board. Yep. Winning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for that she one. Was, she was the only good part of that god-awful uh, Cowboys and Aliens movie. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, so let's talk about the origin. Do you, do you know... Well, do you know the origin of Predator? Wait, did you say Olivia Munn? He Olivia Wilde? Did you say Munn or Wilde? I said Munn. Okay, because I was thinking Wilde. Because <laughs> anybody listening just realized I put my foot in my mouth because I talked about a role that Olivia Wilde did. If you had said Munn, then I'm embarrassed. Okay. Anyways. No, I Olivia Munn was in uh, the new X-Men movie, right? No, I, I know. Yeah, she's fully totally not. <laughs> Olivia Wilde was in Tron Legacy, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't mind. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so yeah. do you, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you know that Predator is actually Rocky Five? <laughs> yeah, didn't somebody pitch it as Rocky meets Alien is what I remember yeah. reading. Uh, oh, gosh. This is a yeah. true story. This is right from the director's mouth. Uh, so Rocky Four came out and a producer uh, was overheard as saying, who is Rocky going to defeat now? He's defeated everybody on Earth. He's going to have to fight an alien. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> these two dudes, the Thomas brothers, uh, actually actually wrote it. They wrote a uh, Rocky versus Alien script, which morphed and morphed and morphed again <laughs> uh, into Predator. You know, I think Rocky versus Alien would have been better than the actual Rocky Five, anyways. They should have <laughs> just stuck with it. Probably. They, well, they should have done Predator and they went back and made Rocky versus but Alien. But n- knowing that story uh, makes me happy. I love the fact <laughs> that it, you know, like, it was overheard somebody saying that Rocky's now going to have to fight a, an alien from a another planet and voila you know two guys went at the typewriter and just made this film that's how genius is born that's how we got predator which is one yeah. of the best movies ever yeah um speaking of one of the best movies ever and one of the reasons why alien versus predator came to be is uh aliens the aliens franchise and the predator franchise share a lot of dna yeah they there's a lot of i don't uh like cross-pollination i guess is the best way to put it um with james cameron and the terminator franchise and predator Predator and Alien and all yeah. those like that was um, I guess like uh, an industry that was booming this uh, action you know the the core players of Schwarzenegger Stallone um, you know those types of movies were really peaking and th- it was like they were churning them out and um, a lot of the same people that worked on uh, all these films you know work together to get things done so 
It's a lot of a lot of crossing of the streams. The story I read was that they were in a uh, one of the writers was in a plane and he's talking to James Cameron and James Cameron suggested something with mandibles. Yeah, and that gave the idea to make the predator with the uh, you know that, that was uh, Sam Watson. He was the guy that they brought on board to replace the god awful Jean Claude Van Damme red suit, <laughs> which is like a little hidden Easter egg that I fucking love. Yeah, isn't that, that Jean Claude Van Damme was gonna be the original predator? Thank God that never came to be as well as the original original plan for what the the predator was going to look look like it, it it looks like an abortion yeah yeah some kind of big lobster looking thing wasn't it i yeah, think i saw yeah. a picture of that like a couple years ago it's very you can, insect looking yeah gang, gangly and yeah you can watch the footage that they filmed on youtube you have um i guess the idea was that you had schwarzenegger and um paulo creed forget his name but uh carl weathers <laughs> carl weathers yes who's was not married to uh you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you married to Cotton Weathers. <laughs> Arrested this Development. Arrested Development, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. oh, so uh, anyway, not married to Lindsay. Um, <laughs> so you had Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, at least, who were like, you know, big, bulky, muscle builder type. So they wanted Schwar- uh, Van Damme in there to be like a ninja, agile guy to offset it. And then they realized how ridiculous the whole thing came off. So they scrapped the whole idea. Well, it was it was not just them. It was Jean-Claude Van Damme was upset that he was not yeah. uh, going to showcase his martial arts. He wasn't happy in the suit. Um, wasn't happy that nobody could see his face. You know, there were a lot of things about it that he didn't like. So it, that was a mutual parting when they yeah. when they scrapped that. And they still kept that design for quite a bit of the filming. Um, and they shut down. Basically, they received a crate <clears throat> after they had done X amount of filming and were running out of money. And they were shipped the suit, the actual suit. And when they opened it, it was just as bad as you said it was. It was an abortion. It was terrible. And so to humor the production company they shot some footage of somebody running around in the suit and it was so bad that when they sent the dailies back to the production company to watch they shut production down completely they just shut it down and they took a huge break in between filming to, in order to get it they brought in sam watson and um they did it right you know what you ultimately see is um sam his creation and um it was definitely for the better and it's become a little bit of a practice in hollywood to shut down filming, edit some of the film, and then go back and do reshoots while you're shooting the rest of the film. Um, I was reading, I, I can't remember if I read it or if I listened to the director commentary when he was talking about Woody Allen actually uses that technique on all his films now, is he'll shoot, you know, he'll shoot a bunch, then have a hiatus while he's editing, and when he comes back from editing, of course, he can do, you know, start production back up and then do reshoots to make a better film, which I don't know how that's possible because I don't like any Woody Allen films, but whatever. Well, you're talking about Predators, so there's Woody Allen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Bada bing. pretty good yeah it was underhanded pitch to me what can i say yeah but anyway that's um that's how they got the suit fixed is they brought the right people on people that had worked with james cameron and people that had worked on he had worked on terminator and you know that the practical effects in terminator were like suggested the guy because yeah 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 and and to go back to terminator the practical effects were not the best but they were also groundbreaking at the time so and they they still stand up in a lot of places they they do I, the only the only practical effects that I don't really like in Terminator is 
when he's standing in front of the mirror and he's yeah, trying just to fix himself. Yeah, with that, the eye. Yeah, that was that was kind of bad. But but if you go back, you know, twenty years and watch it again, um, it's still not that bad. I mean, it's it is what it is. Maybe twenty years would be maybe if you went back thirty <laughs> years. There you go. If you go back thirty years and watch it, you're like, wow, that is fantastic. The, the sad fact is, twenty years was ninety seven. So <laughs> yeah, that's out. Which ninety seven? Interesting. Isn't that the year that Predator Two takes place? Takes place, but filmed in ninety. Correct. Which is a, it's a, it's kind of a social commentary because all through the eighties up until like maybe ninety, like the very early nineties, everybody was under the assumption that we were going to hit a. They, they politicians even said we we're going to hit a crime apocalypse. Yeah. Because the crime rate was going up and up and up. They said there's going to be roving bands of armies of you know street thugs just taking over the big cities, and that was Predator uh, Alien. Uh, Predator Two was a reflection of that. The idea that these, these wars in the street where the gangs are just fighting each other out in the open with machine guns yeah. was an idea of the, that's what the future was going to be like. But well, it never they, happened. But they did get a couple things right. They got the uh, the roving reporter. They had um, what's his face, the shock. Uh, yeah. The oh my god, what's his name? Hardcore. Now? Yeah, he's the guy out the man on the street that's filming right, right. Uh, the action as it happens and um, in everybody's face and Morton Denton. Morton. Yeah, Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, he was out on the man on the streets filming all the the shocking stuff so i mean they got that right and he played the exact same guy in an episode of uh tales from the crypt if i remember right where he goes into a haunted house and gets all fucked up yeah <laughs> always comes back to tales from the crypt Fun fact: everything goes back to tales from the crypt yeah so let's see predator let's go back um so I, I go ahead well i was gonna ask you guys what do you guys think of i this might be well i'll ask you guys first what do you think is better between obviously not predators i don't think any of the three of us are gonna say that but between predator one and predator two initially when you were young what did you think was a better movie <laughs> uh i okay because because we're looking at the time frame and i was let's say uh eight when uh predator came out and i shot saw it uh shortly after it came out on hbo um and so then a couple of years later, you know, 10, see Predator 2. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference in, in my my age group from 8 to 10, because for a little while there, uh, I would definitely have rather watched Predator 2 over the first mm-hmm. one, but simply at that age, just because there is some graphic nudity that I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it actually uh, got an NC-17 rating out Whoa. the gate. Yeah, Predator, oh, really? Predator 2 got NC-17 right out the gate, and they had to do some edits in order to get... I mean, if you think it had some uh, graphic nudity then, uh, just imagine what it was before the edits. Wow, I know. Yeah, now I, I feel like some, I've been cheated. Been yeah. cheated. Full frontal. I mean, there was for a yeah for like an action flick that had a lot of well action flicks back in the day tended to have a lot. Of, yeah, but you still didn't usually see you know Bush. You know Bush. Right. That'll that'll get you an NC seventeen rating. A little a little hot Latina girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that phase you know obviously ended, and uh, even back then, I think I always went back to uh, the first predator i think just because of arnold and the the machine guns and it was yeah. uh, you know out in the jungle that sort of thing i think i was just a little more into that you know yeah the, the T- jungle is great but it doesn't hold up to you know the, <laughs> the minigun in, in a jungle you know yeah the the jungle backdrop was definitely the the bigger draw for me um i was into all things you know soldiers in vietnam and you know all the pl- platoon and hamburger hill and 
those types of movies, I was right. I was I bought in a hundred percent. So right, and all those movies uh, came out right around that same time too. So right. inundated yeah. with it. Yeah, I was the same way. Same thing with those. Movies. But that's not to say that I didn't like Predator Two. I I um I really liked Predator Two a lot. Um, there was something missing with Danny Glover. Um, it was Mel Gibson. Yeah, he was missing. <laughs> but it did it did have Bill Paxton. It did have Bill Paxton. Yes. So true. I mean, it had um. Oh my God! Why am I drawing a blank on these people's names today? This is terrible. Mr. Joshua, Gary Busey. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary Busey. Yes. Yeah. Which um he reveals a lot in. I mean, obviously it's Gary Busey, so he's talking out his ass half the time. But um, Gary Busey, you got to just let him talk out. Do you guys know what happens to Dutch at the uh, in between uh, Predator and Predator Two? They never say in the movies. They just say he got debriefed. So like Gary Busey says, you know, hey, this guy talked about the Predator. Like they believe him. Obviously, and then in Predators, and I'd forgotten this till I rewatched it. The girl who I guess was connected with military, blah blah blah, says the same thing. This guy came out of the jungle, described the alien. That's how I knew what I was looking at. Yeah. Well, um, it, it was actually covered in the non-canon comic books. However, I watched an interview with Gary Busey about what well, he was filming. He was filming Predator Two, and he gave an interview, and he says officially, like it's part of the script, but it didn't make it in the movie that nine months after after Predator, Dutch dies from radiation poisoning. Hmm. Like, radiation sickness. Wow. And and he says it like it's the gospel. Wow. Like, like you know, future viewers of this video are going to understand that Dutch died. You know, so uh, that that was one little tidbit that you know, Dutch doesn't make it, actually. There was, um, there was something else. Uh, Predator 2 was supposed to feature Dutch's brother, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken. Yeah, and we got Danny Glover instead. Dane. Mm. Well, I thought I thought Danny Glover did okay with it. I mean, I, I for for the type of movie that it was, you know, and he was pretty hot back around that time as well. Yeah, so. with the lethal yeah, weapon. Come out the lethal weapon, right? He was an action star. Um, you know, was it an Oscar-winning performance? No, but I think he, uh, I think he did okay with it. I, I, yeah. And also, I've grown up with Predator too as well, so it's hard for me to imagine you know somebody else taking on the Colombians and the Jamaicans and the Predator all at the same time, other than Danny Glover. He has one of my favorite lines of all time in any movie from predator 2 and i'm i'm not going to butcher it and say it i just need to find it <laughs> well i wanted to say um for me for years and years after i saw predator 2 i i touted that one as an example of sometimes the sequel can be better than the original because i i truly love that movie more than the first one I, I mean i always liked the first one i feel like maybe i was a little young when i saw the first one but the second the, the sequel i felt like did everything the first one did and then improved on it it was the urban setting means a bigger body count the predator False. was able to use mm-hmm. actually predator had a bigger body count you're yeah. including the, the gorillas and stuff that they wasted right yeah yeah, no, yeah no, I, mean, like, I didn't i didn't mean to cut you off i just i have the kill counts here right in front of me well, was this, <laughs> of course you was do it a body count that the, the predator alien actually killed or just in general uh so in predator 2 the predator kills 26 people in predator he only kills 11 yeah so the predator okay you're correct the predator has yeah. a bigger kill count however the movie overall in predator 2 the kill count is 46 in predator the kill count is 84 yeah because they blow up the gorilla cam and all this. Yeah. yeah but um yeah but the predator kills are always the more you know they're what you want to see and i i felt like and they, they, he used more weapons it, it was a little more drawn out fight when they finally did the squaring off so i i just felt like they did everything right but as the years went on the nostalgia factor kicks in way more for the 
the first film than the second. Yeah. So as I am sitting here today, I'm honestly torn between which one I like more. Mechanically, the second one I still feel is, is better, but the first one is just a more of a fun rewatch. Like I could rewatch Predator one time once a week for three months straight and probably not get sick of it, but I could but Predator two, I'd probably be like, all right, I get it. You know, he's gonna kill this guy. She's gonna flap her titties. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> That's the way it works. There was a blonde on the subway that she did not expose herself, but she was banging hot. If you rewatch it, where Bill Paxton, just before he dies, the whole subway scene, which was actually a really cool scene. Yeah. I always loved the fact that they're sitting there and all of a sudden everybody on the subway whips out a gun because they're all armed to the teeth. I loved that scene. I thought that scene was just, you know, it was probably one of those, uh, here's my my message scenes of the future and where everybody just has a gun and everything like that, which, you know, if I was on a subway and somebody was pointing a gun at me and I look over to the to my right and suddenly you know granny's packing and so is that guy and <laughs> exactly so that. that's a, yeah. I'd be like all right that cool. right away it's the grandma's pulling the piece out right off the bat <laughs> But yeah, there's a hot blonde that's that the gang members are harassing her first, and she is you could tell. So yeah, that was oh, perfect. she had the uh, the short skirt, right? Yeah, Black, the yellow short top. skirt, yellow yellow top. Yep. Yeah, I remember her very distinctly. <laughs> so <laughs> like I said strange. last time, we, we have a must have a pervert corner every week, and this is the pervert <laughs> corner for this week. Yeah. Oh, Chris Hansen's back. Have a seat, <laughs> yeah. hey, kids. Let's all come sit down. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about Flappy Teddy. <laughs> Uh, or two. <laughs> Anyways. So we're bridging the gap between Predator and Predator 2. Can I just say right here, though, Bill Paxton's still my favorite character in Predator 2, just like he is an alien. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. Lines and his jokes. Basically, the, the quote, I'm going to myrtleize it here, but uh, it's when Danny Glover's character says to Bill Paxton, you're in the shit now. You know, when they're in the office and they're oh. having that exchange and he's like, like, I'm the old grizzled cop and you're the new piece of shit that got your partner killed. And he's like, you're in the shit now. I love it. Yeah, doesn't he also say, uh, welcome to the war? Yeah. Welcome to the war. Yeah. To yeah. The war. That's what, when you're training somebody new at work, that's what you say. Right. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the war, war, motherfucker. You're in the shit now. <laughs> <laughs> We're in some real pretty shit now. Yeah. Over, man. <laughs> um, all right. So, Predator into Predator 2, and then we had to wait a long time for... 2010. 2010. Do you, are you guys familiar with the the predator lore at all not per se I, I never read the books or the comic books but i did look up a little bit yeah like apparently i do remember there was one comic book that i always felt like i wanted to get, or maybe it was a book where a woman becomes indoctrinated like inducted into their tribe type of thing yeah. and she runs around with them yeah that, she um was was that the um uh was that a strictly like a predator yeah edition? That was, well, no that was aliens versus predator okay because i do have uh you know here here comes my nerd um the comic books that i always have are the Dark Horse, and they were the, the Predator comics, the Aliens comics, the Aliens vs. Predator, and then I had some Terminator comics, uh, and uh, there was one series which was set way in the future on some distant planet. Is this the same thing that you're, you're kind of talking about, or am I just way off base here? The the I, one he's talking with the with the woman? Yes. Um, she's a, like a corporate, like an executive, but she's into the martial arts and stuff, and she's Asian, and yeah. she gets, uh, she fights off uh, one of the young bloods um and one the 
like I don't know, it's not like AA, but like the sponsor of this young blood kind of adopts her <laughs> because she showed her ferocity and she's good at what she does. He kind of takes her under his wing and trains her to be a predator. And plus, she, they don't have females, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, she proves herself, but it's also not without like she gets her ass handed to her, and the other predators do not dig the fact that she's hanging around. But I mean, it's a good series. It's a trilogy, and it works. I mean, so it's, it is a it's a book then. Yeah, it's a book. I okay. I feel like I I knew about that because I my friend read it back in high school, but I never I never partook myself. Yeah, it's mm. not bad, but again, it's not canon in any but way. I knew, or form. I knew about the story. That's why when I watched the original, the um, Alien versus Predator, mm-hmm. the woman, the guide, who is ultimately the hero of the thing, I thought that's how they're going to end it, like her getting on the spaceship with him, right? You know, hanging out with him because I, I thought they're going to loosely base that on that storyline. But yeah. now, well, now was that book set? on some distant planet or yeah. was it Earth yeah. or was it no it okay. was a distant planet kind of thing they had colonized and you know it Did was they have some kind of weird alien cattle yeah okay yeah I, I think I have the um, it's a comic book series it's only four issues long but I think it's probably based yeah. on the books that you have at some point because it's the same thing martial arts and um, a predator is captive and the aliens are coming and they're eating all the cattle and breeding and she cuts the predator free and then they go to fight together etc Yeah. (laughs) Well, the um, I'm sure I'm butchering it, but the the name of their race is the Yacha. Oh, I should look something up about this on Wikipedia. They have where they say the Yacha and the Hishkuten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they have um, they have many types. Like they have the uh, the super predators, the berserkers that they featured in Predators. But essentially, what it is is um, if a a normal hunting party. I, I guess I'll lay it out like this. The Yacha are a race of aliens, or a, a, yeah, they're a race, and they um, they they hunt for sport, and the their hierarchy is that they have clans, clan members, clan leaders, and they go out in different hunting parties in groups of three. Now, what's interesting about uh, pre- the Predator and Predator 2 is they uh, the Predators are hunting by themselves, which in their lore is that if they're hunting by themselves, they're like way, way high, high up on the the level of hunting. Unless they're like some (laughs) sort of rogue, they're like the best of the best of the hunter. Not good enough to deal with Danny Glover. Yeah. Which um, that's that's something incredibly interesting about about Predator and Predator Two is that both of the heroes of those movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover, um, they would have been like the ultimate trophy yeah. for that hunt. Like yep. like okay, so a Predator is not going to kill anybody or anything that doesn't pose a threat and or is they're not going to kill anything that's unarmed. Right. They're not they're not going to kill anything unarmed and they're not going to kill anything that doesn't pose a threat to them. They're very. It's not that they're peace, love, and happy but they're not like if they're not a super predator right. or if, there's no, if there's no sport in it if there's no sport in it they don't just go murder right? now there's it feels like there's an exception to this unless you're talking about so you're talking about the one race the the, the predators that we know from part one and part two yeah because in the movie predators the one at the end stabs Topher Grace in the back and he's just laying there doing nothing yeah well the I think but that, that was a different yeah that, 
one was the Berserker. Yeah, okay. the, the Berserkers are completely different. They're, so they don't have the whole honor system. Okay. No. I remember thinking that when I watched that scene. I'm like, well, he's unarmed. He's just sitting there. And he's well, like just poking him with his blade. Well, it's also that, it again, if you kind of want to look at Predators, that all those people were, you know, put on that, that planet there for a reason. You know, they, they were all deemed a threat or a challenge at some level. So, you know, even if he's laying on the ground all, all messed up, you know, he, he was still a, you know, a competitor. He's still a trophy because he's he was chosen for some reason because he's a murderer or whatever. So mm-hmm. go ahead and put it through his back. What are you going to do? Just, oh, we brought this guy all the way. You know, he's supposed to, you know, be this murderer. And oh, there he is laying there, you know, all messed up. But I'm just going to step over him because now he's not a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in they, um, I guess something to, could be said for them because the berserkers were supposed to be not honorable. They like their whole shtick is that they are away from the others and they they march to the beat of their own drum kind of thing. Um, but the the ones from Predator and Predator Two, what we know about them is that they were by themselves hunting, which would have made them like either on their first solo hunt or they were like megastars in their hunting clans and both Danny Glover and Dutch would have been huge trophies. Uh, everybody else kind of fodder. Right. I mean, the, like, I don't know, the, the gang wars and stuff like that, that obviously would have been fun, like a fun kill for them. And <laughs> the, the gorillas in the jungle. For anybody, have, really. <laughs> yeah, anybody in the jungle would have been, but I mean, specifically Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been a, a good... A no, good no, trophy. I'm saying just, you know, be able to hunt down gang members and string them up would be fun for anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you could... Yeah, you know, <laughs> If you had a, a laser cannon for your shoulder, which is funny because they call that uh, all the the parrot. Like, the parrot gun. Yeah. Oh, really? I've never heard that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Parrot gun. That's pretty good. Yeah. I remember thinking when I'm watching these two movies, a weird thought came into my head that for both Predator 1 and Predator 2, that you're almost watching two movies in one for each of them. Like, if you watch Predator 1, it starts off with these weird subplots where, like, Dutch and his group are going in. They're being lied to by the CIA by, um, what was his name? Carl Dalton, Weathers. Carl yep. Weathers. Um, <laughs> Apollo's giving him a lot of shit. Was, was there any? Was there any resolution to that? Because no, and there's not. There's like that, that to fall short. The whole CIA's leading him into a to clean up their you know mess type of thing. Really, they just start getting slaughtered. Like it's just a vehicle to get them to a spot where the predator's going to hunt them. Right. It could have been anything. I mean, it could have been a legit rescue mission, and it would have served the same purpose. So you're like really watching. If they if they would have made a movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Shane Black and don't you know, forget Billy the body. And, the body and, and Jesse and Jesse himself. Um, well, and then they it could have been like a commando kind of knockoff, but it could have been a legit mid eighties action movie mm-hmm. where they you know fuck you CIA we're gonna do the right thing and we're gonna do this and you know blah 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 blah. No aliens, no nothing. It could have been a cookie cutter Hollywood, but it would have been a legit Hollywood action movie. Same thing with Predator Two. In fact, with Predator Two, it's almost better because I was intrigued by the idea of a shitty future where gangs are fighting in the street and you have a small you know a beleaguered police force and a small group that's trying to do the thing and they're meeting with the king willie in the, in the alley trying to figure out what's going on and fighting back and like a just a dark bleak future where crime is out of control could have been its own movie too like yeah. a solid action film yeah i can see right. that I, I agree you're really watching almost two films in one when you watch the first right the um Actually, like four films with the first two movies well right 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 two yes yeah, <laughs> well and no, don't uh, make me do that they uh <laughs> they touch on that a little bit in the audio commentary for predators where the director is talking about um, they in Predators they wanted to bring it back to a, a thing where uh, people had to work together and I can't remember what they called it I actually took note of it and of course just like everything 
else in my brain, it flies out immediately. But the, it was essentially, um, it, there was a point to that first half of the movie of showing you that these, this is a tight-knit group that can work together. And right. we're going to throw a grenade right in the middle of them and bust them all up. And then so you the, care when they die. Yeah. And then in, in Predators, um, they wanted to do the opposite. They wanted to have, a, you know, everybody split up to start with and then show how they come together. So it was like a bookend, I guess, kind of thing where they show people together breaking apart and then people apart coming together. It was done specifically that way. They they did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, so the I don't even know the creators of Predators were they? The, they were the same guys. Were they the same guys that did Predator? Um, they are not. I don't know. I think the writers might have been. Were they? At the very least, they were on as consultants. But, I mean, I'm sitting here right now knowing that Predators was not anywhere near the caliber of the first two movies, but I can't say it was a terrible movie. Like it was entertaining. It was engaging enough to keep my attention, personally speak. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I when uh, you guys were talking about doing doing the the Predator podcast and stuff like that, I. I went ahead and figured I'd do my homework, but for whatever reason, um, I think it was because uh, Predator and Predator 2 were really fresh in my brain from having watched them so much, and I think I only watched Predators maybe maybe twice. So I started with Predators and watched that, and then I went to Predator 2 and then Predator 1. So I watched it completely in the uh, the opposite direction. And when I watched Predators, I was I was actually surprisingly entertained, um, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. good, but then as I worked my way back, it just kind of got better and better. But again, <laughs> right. maybe I'm biased, biased with my nostalgia, you know, like, oh, oh, there's the minigun and, you know, get to the chopper, you know, all that stuff started kicking in. So it, it Predators, the problem with Predators was it messed with the formula. Like the first two movies were this interlopers coming in, his mysterious presence that reveals itself over time and it's badass and it's going to screw with you and there's little you can do about it. With the third one, we already know what's happening and that's not, I mean, it is what it is. At this point, we all know that deal with the predator but the characters aren't figuring it out the same way like they're not figuring out because they're the guys taking out this and that they, they they just get an information dump you know Lawrence fishburne just spells the whole thing out for him right off the bat well, not right. right off the bat but like he just like okay this is what's happening okay we got two tribes they're fighting they're gonna fuck you up they come every once in a while there's three of them they got the dogs you know like like it's it's too much exposition it's too much of an right. information dump and it's not enough suspense building it's just let's get to the point where they start killing each other which is good but it's not as good as the first yeah yeah i agree i also liked the in predator 2 and again as a kid i actually had a a predator 2 poster and it was basically the predator standing there and then on the sides of the poster you know it had um you know blown up pictures talking about all his different weapons um and predators i don't really think brought out the the whole weapons thing at all you know i i remember uh the uh, the boomerang type device in Predator Two. I thought that was awesome. I wanted one of those as a kid. Oh, they have uh, the disc blade thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing was great. And then mm-hmm. the um, that spider web shooting thing there that you know pin you to the wall and then it tightens up and just you know just I thought that was awesome. And and I think Predators had a real chance to be creative with some of that some of that stuff. And um, you know, like you said, it was uh, you know they're too busy like loading you on with some information that's not really yeah. necessary, not staying really true to the previous two 
movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I just checked, and it is not the same writers. It nor is it the same. Yeah, so the the people involved yeah. with Predators, the uh, the common denominator is 20th Century Fox, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's still hope out there. I would have been surprised if it had been the same writers, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as the weapons go, one of the things I did like about Predators was they were all given, like, their specialty. Like, you had the sniper with the sniper rifle. You had the soldier with the street sweeper. You had the Asian yeah, guy with cool. the katana. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypical. But it's, it's not racist because he didn't start off with a katana. You know, he, right. he, had, he, he started, found it. So yeah. yeah, he started off with a handgun, and right. uh, then you had uh, Machete there that had the the two like I don't even know what he had. Not Uzis, but he had something that was. You know, can I just he say HK MP5s? I believe. Yeah. As an aside, I feel like everybody talks about Sean Bean's death reel. I think Danny Trejo should have a. Yeah. <laughs> somebody should do the, the the compiling of his death reel at this point. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, the director of Predators directed him I think it was in Machete uh, no what, something else that he was he, he's worked with Danny Trejo in like enough movies where he's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do another one called Butter Knife so <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will watch that yeah Danny Trejo is a funny guy actually I never watched the Machete sequel I, I always wanted to and never got around to it yeah um, so guess how high it? you know what year Predator came out right 87 87 yeah, yeah 87 yeah. so it the the week that it debuted, the the week that it came out, uh, it was number one. Yeah, rightfully so, number one in the box office. However, I remember the I remember the trailers. I remember the hype around it too. Yep. Was, it it never reached see it. number one again. So if you look at the yearly box office for 1987. What number do you think it came in? Just throw a number out there. Ten. Close. Mm. Uh, I'm going to roll with eight. Twelve. Oh, boo. It was twelve in the box office for 1987. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off the movies <laughs> that were ahead of it, okay? Oh, what, God. What stupid bullshit is going to be ahead of Predator? Let's find yeah. out. Okay, number yeah, number exactly. 11. Exactly. I'll tell you, number 11 is shocking to me. Dirty Dancing. I know that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Are you kidding wow. me? I think I thought wait, wait. that easily in the top three. Okay. I, yeah, okay, I I'll agree. Say that. Never mind. The fact that it pre uh, Predator doesn't shock me. You're right. That fact that it's that low is kind of surprising. The fact that Dirty Dancing is 11 shocks. Then we have The Witches of Eastwick, which opened, I believe, the same week as Predator. Hey, don't underestimate Cher's drawing power. Man. I know, Cher. Uh, <laughs> number nine, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that would appeal I, to a wider audience. I, I, I actually think it would have been would have done a little bit better than number nine, to be honest yeah. with you. But, I'm, you know. I'm about, listen, I'm about to drive a stake right through your heart. So. Well, I'm glad I'm sitting <laughs> down for this. You should Damn. be. Okay, so nine is Lethal Weapon. Eight is Stake out okay seven near and dear to my heart i love this movie to death the secret secret of my success i, I like think that's that a good movie love that yeah, movie okay. was, it's, like, it's a heartwarming movie i like that yeah. one number seven six the untouchables five oh, yeah. share strikes again moonstruck i never oh. watched that movie yeah. i've never seen that okay that was four. the cage too right yeah four yeah. is good morning vietnam so we're, we're getting there yeah. three three is beverly hills cop two <laughs> Oh, Never no. underestimate the drawing power of Judge Reinhold. Damn it. Yep. Oh, um, God. Number two, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. All right. That's another one I never saw. I never saw Fatal Yeah, wow. don't bother. Yeah. yeah, it's not good, but I get why it's there. And you tell me Glenn Close isn't all that hot? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Predator is number 12. Uh, by the way, 13 is Throw Mama from the Train. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Schwarzenegger's going to be up there. Stallone's got to be up there too, goddammit. So I'm going to drive the stake through your heart, and then I'm going to stomp on it, because number one is Three Men and a Baby. Oh, no. no. Yeah. So then we got to go all the way down to number 16 to get to RoboCop. 
What? Whoa. Yep. That's yep. the stay through the heart. Yep. And, um, <sighs> I've got to. I've got to correct myself again. I just said Stallone because I was thinking of stopping my mom will shoot. I know that's not thrown out from the train, so I will. <laughs> yeah. I will correct myself. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Like three Sylvester times. Scott. Three times Same already. Thing. Wow. Uh, Robocop number sixteen. Sixteen, and then Full Metal Jacket twenty third. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, we're as a country, we're a bunch of morons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but at the same uh, time, I'm, I'm looking at what you're telling me about 1987, and I'm sitting there, you know, going, that was not a bad year for movies, considering no, yeah, you're right. Predators, Robocop, Robocop yeah. Lethal Weapon. I mean, that's great. Yeah, You got uh, Spaceballs, No Way Out. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wait, Spaceballs is in 87? God. The Lost Boys. Oh. Yep. Princess Bride. Oh, my Little Sister that. Girl. Yeah. Inconceivable. So, inconceivable. Raising Arizona. I mean, wow. Jaws 4. Oh, Raising Arizona wow. is my favorite Coen Brothers movie ever yeah i'm on like, i'm on board with you're, that you're, this is a message to my brother who he listened to our first episode where we talked about our favorite or no the list episode where we're talking about favorite movies yeah. and he couldn't believe i didn't say raising arizona so here it is raising arizona at the very least <laughs> okay <laughs> cool. I now i'm gonna love that i'm gonna jab another stake through your heart hellraiser 72 what oh yeah but, oh. but they but had guess... such delights to show people do you uh. know what do you know what beat Hell, hellraiser oh jesus superman 4 the quest for peace <laughs> oh my god okay now that was a crap movie but i can see why i would beat it because it had the momentum of the franchise behind it uh, yeah like that that is understandable yeah 1987 yeah. was a good year for movies but it was also a good year for retards to go out <laughs> that's office. right i mean you've got creep show 2 hamburger hill the gate uh, uh, i love creep show 2 had a booby scene in it that will always be warm in my heart because i remember watching that as a little kid going oh <gasps> nipples yeah <laughs> I mean, come on, House Two, Teen Wolf Two. It was the year, it was the year for sequels. Oh, wow, House Two was nowhere near as good as the first one. Yeah, I so, think if I I think if I had to be stuck in a year and could only watch movies for that year, I think eighty seven be it. That's 87, good. Eighty seven rock for but, RoboCop uh, Predator alone. That would be worth it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm oh, not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I'm gonna go there, but I I'm I don't think Predator Two. I think it was ninety nine. But let me uh, really. Let me, yeah, wow. I I think that it really fucking tank but let's huh. see do, do, do. I could be completely wrong I hope you're wrong I am I wrong hope, I'm, I'm trying to keep some faith in humanity yeah, here. Right. no let's go to 90 Predator 2 was 38 no okay that's not 99 but that's not great uh, yeah that's num- not great but number one Home Alone 2 Ghost <laughs> Dance with the Wolves Pretty Woman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hunt for Red October Total Recall Die Hard 2 Dick Tracy Kindergarten Cop Back to the Future Part 3 so I mean wait wait those are some, those are some heavy those, hitters Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop came out the same year. Yeah, oh, Schwarzenegger was busy. Yeah, he was. It's not a tumor. <laughs> and I gotta say, if we're if we're talking about it, I'm gonna say Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably my favorite action hero. I would um, I would I would roll with that. I would roll with that. It's yeah. Such a broad category. I, I well, want I mean, if you look want to say there's somebody else, but I can't think who. Well, I mean, if you look at the cast of The Expendables, which is essentially uh, who's who of '80s action stars, <laughs> Schwarzenegger is my pick. I'll uh, take him over Stallone any day. Honest, honest, I would. I I have to say that. He represents quite a bit of the movies that I liked at that at that point in time. I mean, even into the '90s, like '93 with uh, Last Action Hero. I mean, <laughs> that kind of I I man, I ate that shit up. I loved it. But yeah, Total Recall, um, Magic Ticket, my ass, Nick Bain. <laughs> 
I loved Commando. I think I think Commando (laughs) is the epitome of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I think that sums him up entirely. Agreed. Remember when I said I kill you last? I lied. lied. (laughs) Love that. So anyway, had um, um, God damn it, what's wrong with me today? Who's the boss? The girl? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also had some. uh, It had Predator was in that as well. They had a good a good fight scene. I forget the actor's name, but oh, the guy. Uh, Mac? Yeah, Mac. Yeah, oh, he yeah, yeah. plays the, I'm going to, uh, this Green Beret is going to kick the shit out of you or something like that. And he's like, right. I eat Green Berets for breakfast or some <laughs> stupid <laughs> <line."> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but that's classic. That's the classic of that era, know. you know. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. I love that. My, um, my best friend at the time, his, her, his mom got pissed when he, she caught us watching that movie. Commando? It was, oh. Yes. We were watching that on, the, uh, we rented it or something. And we're watching the middle of the day. She saw us like, what is this? <laughs> his parents were pretty it was, uh, yeah. it was well she probably watched one minute of that movie over your shoulder <laughs> and takes, saw like yeah. 60 people die and <laughs> um so, do you know? Let's see if I've got a little bit of trivia for you. Oh, you're starting early on us. You're no, priming, no, priming us up here a little bit. No, no, there's, there's a lot of fun facts about Predator. Fun facts. Awesome. There the, are fun facts. Do you know who the gentleman is that played the Predator? Oh, you uh, bastard! Uh, you're taking my trivia question. I goddamn you! <laughs> it was uh, it was Kevin Peter Hall. That is his name. Do you? Okay, is I don't want to ruin your trivia question. You took, no, you're no, not. You Go run with it. I, I've got a. I've got a backup. You run. You took. You took my predator question. Was that your trivia question too? No, no, was, I've, 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 I've totally avoided. I went ahead and just scratched all my predator trivia because I know it's just going to get blown out of the water yeah. with facts. Well, and that was my you one. Know. Yeah, that was that was my one predator trivia. Yeah, he was, he was, he was Damn. Like Bigfoot. Damn, yeah, you would have gotten that. You would have, you would have gotten my I predator. Absolutely, he was also the predator in Predator Two. Oh, I did oh, not. Okay. Know well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And did you want to know another one? The, uh, you know, the predators at the end of Predator Two that uh, show up to take the body of the predator away yeah and you know they're on the ship and then the one turns around and throws the flintlock pistol right to danny glover those were a bunch of the uh, la lakers at the time (laughs) that would be pretty cool yeah Yeah, don't don't have their names uh off the top we need tall people so here we go that's exactly yeah that's exactly what it was well well, how tall how tall was um paul wasn't he like uh like close to seven feet tall or something like that wasn't he like a he's he's a big guy he was seven foot two seven foot two Yeah. So, I mean, they needed they needed some pretty big dude to. I mean, Schwartz. I always thought that because Schwarzenegger is a big guy. I don't know how tall he is, but even then, his his muscles always made him look imposing. So they had to have somebody that could out like a dwarf him. And they thought, so what are you gonna get besides a freaking seven foot tall giant? Well, I know what you couldn't get. You couldn't get Von Damme in a red foam suit, <laughs> lobster no, from space, all kinds of chin kicks and dick punch. He would do the splits oh, and do a dick punch. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would expect of Van Damme being. You know the predator. He's got to do the splits and punch somebody right in the crotch. <laughs> maybe, maybe with some wrist blades or something, which would have been kind of cool. They could have a throwaway line. Oh, you, your wrist must be double jointed. I can't believe you could do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I want to watch them. Oh, so uh, let's see. Do you want to roll some Alien versus Predator here? Do you want to? I, I want to. I wanted to mention them because I think they're actually pretty decent movies, and I think Alien versus Predator Requiem is at least a better movie than Predator. Like, I love that I, freaking movie. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, movie. I agree. I agree with you totally on that. Yep. For a bastard child of two franchises, because like we've already established, those two movies are not canon. So for being the redhead stepkid of those two movies, those two uh, series, it was. It did a lot. 
that neither one, neither movie did well. Like with the aliens infesting that town, the, the, the creeping dread of them closing in. And then like you see the predator trying to hunt them down. And he's looking around with his heat vision and they're everywhere. They're in the hospital. They're in the factories or in the schools. They're all over the place. He's just seen the swarming. Like he's doing this phenomenal job of killing them, but it's still not enough. That creeping dread is, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling that like this is a did a really good job with it. Yeah. Do you know how that all came about? That alien versus predator? Because of the skull in Predator 2. Yes. And did you know that there was a deleted scene where the skull was actually featured? Oh, really? Yeah, the um, the prop guy that made all those skulls did two really big skulls. You can see them. Um, they do it pretty quick, but you can see the alien, the, the xenomorph skull, and the uh, there's this other skull of a creature that is just humongous. Yeah, so and- the one I just watched, I think they must have shown that deleted scene because I remember they focused on the one and then yeah. the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that too. Yeah, there was actually a, a lengthened scene that featured the xenomorph skull, and the director only wanted uh, he he asked for that to be done as a nod to the Alien franchise, right. simply because there was all kinds of cross pollination between the two. Like a lot of people that worked on Alien and Terminator and stuff like that worked with Predator, so it was it was just designed to be a nod to them, an Easter egg kind of thing before Easter eggs were a thing. And uh, when the guy did such a good job on the skull they they actually put it in a big long shot and they had to cut that in order to not mix genres but it was not enough you know they didn't cut it enough to uh so saw a flash of it yeah you you just see a flash of it however uh that was enough to whet the appetite for fans to go bonkers and then you know a lot of fan fiction and a lot of comic books and a lot of that kind of stuff marrying the two and all of a sudden it's a it's a thing a lot of erotic fan fiction let let me let me kind of ask you this and maybe this is me being technical nitpicky a fanboy whatever you want to call it but when when we talk about aliens i always pictured them similar to bugs exoskeleton yeah. kind of style so now we have mm-hmm. an alien skull which i when i saw in predator 2 uh, just the other night i was sitting there kind of looking at it like well really you know like <laughs> I, my i'm not like, I will. I'll say that um, my thing about that is that they they kind of go to great lengths to show that the predators uh, like go through a process of preparing the the skulls and stuff through a bleaching right. process, and so yeah. Yeah, it, it stands to reason that a predator would kill a xenomorph, you know, be diligent about not getting its blood acid blood on him, and then you know go to work on preparing that skull to be a trophy. So well, there's also the scene in this. This may be why another reason why it's non-canon, but in Alien vs. Predator, he chops up that one alien, uses its carapace as a shield for the girl. Remember, like she holds. Yeah, it and, yep. yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. It's not a skull. It's like a you know molded. Yeah, it's skull. like it is. It is like a when you peel the exoskeleton off a bug or something like that. Exactly. So I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm bug hunt. Bug hunt. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But, <laughs> yeah. but maybe that's me being a little too nitpicky well, with it. It's but. it's yeah. It's, like you said, it probably started off as a throwaway homage, so you can't. But the nitpickiness, that's what we do. That's what we see. Well, okay, this brings me to a point I wanted to bring up. Um, As cool as the concept of the Predator is, there's one thing that, and this has bugged me since, you know, at least since I was a teenager and like maybe rewatched, is the infrared vision. Yep. It's messed up enough that I always feel like this is a plot hole because think about it. Okay, this guy, think about the natural scientific explanation. You have a race that obviously evolved to hunt down, you know, prey. So the heat vision makes a certain amount of 
sense, but then it doesn't. When you think about this, it's also a race with advanced technology, you know, spaceships and bombs and weapons and circuitry and computer chips and what have you. All the times you see through the Predator's point of view, you're seeing blurs, nothing but blurs, heat, heat blooms and blurs, blurs, blurs. And it gets worse when they take their mask off. Like in the first one, when he takes his mask off, it's he, he can barely discern one thing from another. Right. There's no way creatures with that kind of vision we will do the fine skills necessary to you know craft things and make circuitry and what have you well um it's it's a cool concept for like a hunter oh he can track me by my heat and right. the predator too he can change and you know track uv light but it they would never have the fine motor skills necessary to like even write down words so they can pass information to another generation stuff like that right and it, pre-technology that would be a hindrance i'd say that um the only thing i know or I, I i guess i don't know about it but and it's not canon but in the comic book that follows Predators, the movie, um, Adrian Brody's character, is it Royce? Is that his name? Yeah, he says at the end, Royce. Yeah, yeah. He, he ends up uh, surviving on that planet for a long time, and the Predators make him a custom suit, and he gets attacked by a giant four-armed Predator, so he doesn't have time to learn how to use the armor. But then, I, I guess, to make a long story short, he gets to a point where he puts the helmet on, and the helmet works telepathically with him. It hmm. so It's almost like Wi-Fi with his brain. Sure, and that's a way to get around some of it, but... But how still, they... the, the vision... I mean, I, I guess if you lived with that type of vision and learned how to... It's like it's like your brain works weird with your vision. They do those experiments where they put glasses on people that flips the image upside down, and after, oh. like, after like an hour, your brain Wait. automatically flips it normal. I just had a, a flash of inspiration. I have Ooh. no idea if this would, would um, as anything any of the writers would thought about, but like I said, a prehistoric predator race pre-technology would have no way to transfer information but a theme throughout all those movies is their obsession with sound they record voices oh yeah yeah time maybe that was they had a very complex audio you know way to convey information to each other so they didn't have to write things down they could mimic each other's voices they could change things around with the sound yeah oh, maybe i love when i answer my own questions this is great <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure if uh, the writers were listening to this right now, they're probably like, yep, that's exactly what we meant yeah, to do. We totally meant it's right. like yeah. One of the podcasts we did, like whenever you're writing a script or something like that, go to the Reddit thread and see what everybody's poking holes in. Right, exactly. <laughs> fix it that way. Yeah. So um, um, it's another little tidbit. Do you know what they made the blood out of? Glow sticks. Glow sticks, yeah. That's, yeah. Glow sticks and KY jelly. Oh, my God. I didn't see the KY jelly part. Yeah. Was it his and hers? It must have been. You know, okay. Tingles for pleasure because i think uh their their predator line of ky got banned yeah chris, chris hansen yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah that was um that was one of their uh trade secret for creating the predator blood was ky and chem sticks ingenious Ooh. did you know that okay the voice of the predator has a uh distinction did you guys see that one over here oh no i'm gonna say since you stole my trivia question i'm gonna use this one as trivia question then okay all right Never mind. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I know. I know who voiced the predator. Was never uh, mind. Forget it. Then you have answered my question. Okay. <laughs> Enough said. I guess we just won't talk about it. No. What am I supposed to do now? It's like the Peter child molester in the room. You just don't draw attention. You just throw peanuts at it. Um, <laughs> what? 
Wait a second. Uh, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> no, go. I don't know. Bring it out. Bring it out. Yeah. Um. I I want to talk about this for a second. In the in the ending of the first Predator movie, the what we know about the Predator is that if they're trapped or if they're defeated, that they kill themselves. Yeah. But they also are honorable hunters, right? They're they're an honorable race. Is this correct? Yeah, for the most part. Yes. Right? For the yeah. most part. Do you think that the Predator at the end, uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger has him defeated and he doesn't crush his skull with the rock, he kind of tosses the rock off to the side, and then he sets up this atomic blast? Do you think that that was an honorable death? Do you think that that, I mean, he was bested by a human who is the, the most dangerous game, apparently. Um, he, he blows himself up, which is what they're supposed to do, but he does it in such a way that I'm going to take this guy with me. Is that, do you guys, are you guys feeling that same vibe, or is that just something I, I'm grasping? I've, I've, I've always thought about that. Before I say what I want to say, plot hole, there's no way Arnold Schwarzenegger on foot in a jungle is going to outrun a nuclear blast. Okay, just saying that. Okay. Yeah, All right. like yeah that's Predator, pretty significant. In Predator 2, uh, Gary Busey said it knocked out like 30, essentially the size of 30 city blocks. Yeah. Yeah, he's not outrunning that whatsoever. But having said that, yeah, you could be an honorable race, but I guess you could have a prime director that says no matter what, you cannot let our technology get into you know right. a bunch of bumpkins' hands. You cannot you yeah. cannot let it happen. Right. That That's that's what I also try it up to you know this is this is our hunting ground and if they catch on you know that's that's kind of defeats the purpose you know so like you can go hunting bears but if you feel like the bear might grab your rifle and start going to town you're gonna do whatever you can to stop the bear from grabbing your rifle yeah right I, well, plus, but I, plus there's that act of surprise you know i think that's part of it too what predator was doing is is it's not revealing itself you know it has this yeah. active camouflage thing to it so it's vastly superior um but it's also worth Working on that that stealth as it hunts, so I would uh, I would I would consider it again not letting that technology fall. Well, I, I kind of thought in both the end of both of those movies that the the predator you know was prepared to blow themselves up with the, the person that defeated them. You know that just that's not honorable. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's a little more apparent in Predator Two. I, I mean it's it's apparent in both movies, but I think more so in Predator Two, where you know here they are you know stuck on the side of a building and the predator's like all right well i guess game over man so i yeah i do see it there but he he also you know what are his options if he lets go he falls and dies um so again preserve preserve him his technology you know preserve the game preserve so to speak yeah not not pollute it with oh they know we're here they know that they're doing this they know that they're gonna be looking for us as opposed to you know just like when any a typical hunter goes out in the field, you know, hunting for deer, you know, you mask yourself, you don't, you know, put on your, your, uh, TJ Maxx car noir and go wandering through the woods, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Well, um, very similar ending predator and predator two. They, uh, you know, they're defeated, they blow themselves up and I know it's a different type of explosion, but Arnold Schwarzenegger has to jump behind a log and Danny Glover has to jump like in a sewer or something (laughs) in order to avoid explosion. So, but yeah. they both end up with white powder all over their body. <laughs> but um, it's the weirdest thing. And they've the uh, the flintlock pistol that that uh, Predator clan member throws to Danny Glover at the end. I guess they did a whole comic series based on what significance that is. Like, yeah, I I had uh, heard about that. I didn't I didn't uh, get into that or or buy it, but I heard there was uh, something along those lines. Don, yeah, did, it, did you did you catch the name that was on it? Do you know if that has any significance at all? I I 
not aware. The, the name, I can't remember what the name is, but the year is 1715. And essentially what happens is uh, in the comic, there is a, a very honorable pirate. Okay. And he yeah, he won't let his crew like rape Jack him. Jack Rackham. Yeah, he's, yeah, my boy. Uh, he, he won't let uh, his crew steal from anybody that's sending gold to a church or something like that. He won't let his men rape or whatever, but he still does the, you know, pirating on the high seas kind of thing, and he's very formidable, and um, uh, he ends up fighting a predator, and the, I, I guess the predators are supposed to live a very long time, so possibly that yeah. predator was uh, the one that fought him, and he he decided, since Danny Glover had uh, defeated one of his dudes, that he was gonna give that trophy back as a sign I wonder of honor. That. Like, was that the same predator that killed the, like, was that the guy that actually killed the guy he took the gun from, so it was in a long-lived, like, I, I, when I watched that scene, I was like, okay, is that the same guy? Or is this passed down through, you know, is that father to son type of thing? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I want to say that the, the, the predator species, I think they live a very, very long time. Well, okay. here's, here's, a, here's kind of another thing kind of on that, and again, we kind of talked about, um, you know, if they're solo hunting, they're this and whatnot, um, but the, the facial differences of the predator from the first movie to the second movie um again i don't think any of the movies obviously explain that but do you think that again in predator 2 it's it's a lot his face is a lot more textured has hard edges well yeah. the first movie it's it's a little more smooth and stuff like that would you say one is younger one is older they um, um actually I, I watched a really cool uh documentary on that they do not in the movie but they do explain it and yes they're supposed to be the same species just like uh no zebra has the same stripes kind of thing they're all okay. they're all different and they did uh i think 15 predator outfits for the second i want to say it was the second one it may have been the third one but i i, I want to say it's the second one they did like 15 outfits or 15 whole makeup jobs and each makeup artist did their own thing like they <laughs> said like these are the base parameters go do your own thing and so they all had different styles they all had different jewelry they all had different like tokens and trinkets around their necks some of them had bones some of them had metal like they did it specifically so this individual uh makeup artist did you know a, each one did a different thing and yada 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 so it was almost like the individuality of that makeup artist show would show through i was, so, but, was, was, that. But, was that, but was that based on age or just again you said you know oh you know, I, zebras have the same stripes so yeah, i don't know just had, this one just had bad acne and the other one had you know oil yeah. filet skin um i don't know if it had any i don't remember if they said anything about okay uh, i mean because it's a it's a pretty drastic difference between between yeah. the, the the two you know yeah and it was they were supposed to i guess it was supposed to be a clearly different predator right well it was drastically different yeah i i always appreciate that in sci-fi when the alien races if they show multiple members of the same race look different there's nothing worse there's nothing that is more unbelievable than a carbon copy every alien looks exactly like the other one right it never rings true so i always like like the subtle differences between them right and i agree with that it's just it seems it was it was quite drastic you yeah know, just the variance you know I, w- I would expect maybe you know like they all they all have uh dreadlocks apparently you know <laughs> well they can all be jamaican they just gotta be different looks <laughs> right <laughs> 
But apparently dreadlocks are not, you know, a universal brotherhood thing because that guy King killed Willie the second one. He was yeah. one of some awesome dreadlocks. <laughs> I mean, yes, his dreadlocks did not save him one bit. Uh, and the, bone, the bones never lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always appreciate that scene a little bit because you got Danny Glover going to this voodoo bullshit artist. Like, what is this thing? I'll tell you what he is. He's from the spirit world. He's, he's a demon coming from the spirit world. No, you're wrong. You're dead wrong on every count. You gave me no information that is useful whatsoever. Thanks, King Willie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this guy who they runs, helped, runs this giant helped. drug organization <laughs> is rolling bones and talking about exactly. the other side. It's it's he gave you he gave you he did not advance Danny Glover's knowledge one iota. And I was well, like, Yeah, because that's what voodoo is. Bunch of shit. Yeah. Well in nineteen ninety that's all we knew. <laughs> I just put I just put Requiem on, and the kid kid just got the face hugger. See, that's what I really yeah. love. That's what I really love about Requiem is because it wasn't like, oh, we're not going to kill any children, or it, it's right. no. everybody you know can fall victim to it. And the banging hot blonde in the bathing suit got chopped yeah. in half. And that's and that's one of the reasons I really liked that movie because it was not it was it, it would just everybody would die, children, women didn't matter, mm-hmm. pregnant women. That was some brutal scenes with the pregnant ladies, but they went there i mean holy shit they didn't yeah. pull any punches give them credit absolutely yeah i again not canon but they are very enjoyable yeah i, I mean i really think requiem is i mean I, I liked the first one but the requiem was they did so many things right with that movie i think it's an underappreciated movie really i do yeah i i agree and boy the first aliens vs predator movie um but it it definitely had its problems in my opinion and it's not a it's not like being able to rewatch that movie a bunch of times as opposed to you know first predator movie um you know something like aliens you know that you can just watch again and again and again it didn't it didn't hold whatsoever a lot of lost opportunities yeah i remember i remember there being a scene i was just gonna say i remember a scene when they were they're like in the arctic right yes yeah and and there's one scene where somebody snaps a picture like they're taking a selfie of themselves or whatever totally (laughs) missed an opportunity to have like a xenomorph in the background like photobombing the selfie because when the guy goes missing and they come and pick up his digital camera and they're like looking at it there's nothing it's like i want to see a xenomorph and them look at it and go the right. fuck is this but anyway well just the, the first alien versus predator movie was enjoyable because of what it represented but i feel like it just it had a checklist it's like we got to check out this box this we, we got to have the queen check we got to have the predators check and then they got to get their shoulder gun because that's iconic check we gotta have some face huggers okay check you know like they had we're gonna make an aliens versus predators so we're gonna take all the things that everybody remembers from these movies shoehorn them into one big movie and it, they did a good job with what they had but it was definitely like just a hollywood you know mind baby as opposed to like a real creative right. they they were not innovative right. at all with that you know they they could have really done some stuff with that but i think yeah it seemed you know now that you say that like it was like a like a checklist it did yeah. that seems very accurate of how that movie went do you think that that's like uh, a symptom of them doing a movie for the fans that's like a like a freddie versus jason kind of thing <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, really. Yeah, we're gonna mash up the genres. Yeah, we're, we're gonna service the fans with this. So we've got to actually, you know, make sure you have this. Make sure you have that. And if you have this, this, and this, you're good. Right. Yeah, I can. I can definitely see them doing that. You know, because if oh, if you don't have a face hugger, if you didn't have a face hugger in Aliens vs Predator, you know, you would, you would, you'd be upset, and you would tell everybody that you're upset. But then they didn't have one in Requiem, and it was if it, it worked. I mean, the whole a random alien can start causing pregnant women to be give birth to the. It, it was, uh, no wait. Okay, hmm. I take it back again. They did have face hookers in 
Parks and Requiem. Right. Yeah. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, God. This has like, been a terrible night for me remembering things right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're drunk. Uh, wait, till, wait till trivia, then we'll see. I'm how not even full drunk. You really are. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're drunk. Go home. I'm, I'm going to stop like making statements of fact because I've just been wrong the entire time. <laughs> well, that's all right. Oh, blonde bending over. All right. You watch Enjoy that. Yeah. The, 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 the pizza guy was. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's oh, that's so what hot. I remember watching yeah. that in the theater thinking, wait, she's way too hot to die. They just killed her off. No, she's too hot to die. That's how it goes. Uh, I guess I'm just going to bring her these pizzas. <laughs> Here she comes over to the door in those cowboy boots. Oh, hi. This is how porn movies start. Yeah, and this have- is also how horror movies movies start i have a knife hey, these three guys they're gonna be dead we all know it gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah enjoy your chips and dip now asshole <laughs> you're all dead yeah, this is a good movie yeah i i think requiem is really like like steve said is really underappreciated i think it did a lot a lot with what it had and i think uh all us fanboys of, of predator and aliens you know, it hold you it dearly only, in our hearts your only glimpse so far of the yutani of Whalen yutani the one and only glimpse yeah. of the yutani half of it. right and it's yep. not even canon nope well pay its respects Pay its respects. Maybe someday it will be when everybody wakes up, when the world has an enlightenment. <laughs> Twenty fifty. Yeah. We need to build on this. What were we thinking? <laughs> the last forty years. What were we thinking? Well, Mark, the kind, of, guy. kind of speaking of how things are going to be uh, progressing here, and in regards to uh, Predator. Um, what do you guys know about the Predator movie that is going to be slated to come out? I think it's coming out 2018. Is that correct? Yep. I know the title yep. is The Predator, and that's the extent of what I know. Okay. Uh, it is, um, let me see, I'll, I'm going to put it in here. Yeah, I'm trying to look at see what I can find right here. It is... When I'm counting on you guys, you're going to have to tell me. Olivia Munn, I know that. Uh, so, so many Olivia ideas. It's the sequel to Predator's... Uh, Robert Rodriguez has said that he is interested in a sequel because of the large number of potential ideas the Predator planet setting. So it looks like it's going to be back on the Predator planet. You know what? I'm honestly a little disappointed in the Predator planet. I would, yeah. I would rather see this back on Earth where, again, uh, you know, I know it's a, a movie, a sci-fi movie with aliens and everything like that, but it just it, it loses a little bit of that. that right. It's not as tangible as opposed to when it's happening and even near future L.A. or it's happening in the jungle of South America, you know, I, I'm a little disappointed that it's it's back on planet. Go fuck yourself or whatever it is. <laughs> well, in the game preserve. Just to defend that a little bit, and I'm not going to defend the Predator taking place on that planet. But however, I'm glad that we got to see in the last movie the Predator planet. I'm glad that it was at least addressed that they have like an origin, they have a place, a hunting ground where they can you know learn before they go out into the into the galaxy and do all their hunting. They they learn how to flush prey they learn how to you know do all the things that hunters do strategy and stuff so it's like a proving grounds i'm i'm glad that we got an opportunity to see that um but i i really don't want them to go back there right i i I agree i think it's a neat aspect that they show the the game preserve and and you know learning how to hunt i think that's great but i think it's i think it's done yeah i'd like to think it's done but apparently it's not done but yeah well here's here's the nitpicky nerd in me because i was thinking this when i rewatched predator so you have a art i assume an artificial 
exoplanet because it has foliage that's full on Earth. Like nobody was looking around saying, "I don't recognize these plants." I don't, you yeah. know, this is crazy. It's it's funny you say that because uh, the, in the commentary they say that specifically this this vegetation is unidentifiable. They they went to a very newly geological, like a, a newly born island in Hawaii that they say the vegetation is not supposed to look. It's supposed to look otherworldly and not yeah. belong to Earth. Well, how, and stuff. how come uh, Topher Grace walking around? Yeah, exactly. where everything is. You know, like okay, he knows exactly what that plant is. That it's poisonous, and what the yeah. poison's going to do. It's a, it's an Earth plant within the narrative. It's an Earth plant, exactly. So yep. this is like you, you can you can explain that. You know, they they transplanted, but this is where the plot hole, the nitpicky part of me comes in. A, they were putting multiple alien species on this. Like they found that one guy, like that that chick plugged him when she was when he was t- chasing Topher Grace or whatever. Yep, right. Or actually, not, she or missed. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence somebody took plugged the him. shot. Yeah, right. But uh, it was still a completely alien species. And in Predator 2, they kind of established the idea that without their face masks on, the Predators can't breathe so well. So yeah. you, got, you got these humans walking around breathing just fine. So this is a tailor-made planet for humans. But all anything not a human should logically have problems breathing. Well, you know, like at the very least. The two main or the, the, the two hardest uh, things to hunt, I guess, are humans and xenomorph. And humans, they'd want to, I guess, tailor-make it so humans could survive so they can hunt humans yeah. and xenomorphs can survive in the vacuum of space so right but they but they're dumping all their alien like, like that one that random alien species that uh morpheus killed <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he he made that fucker swallow that red pill. But um, he, uh, you know, I mean, that thing, like, what are the odds? Like I said, this is the science nerd nitpicker in me. What are the odds that some random alien species from a completely different planet is going to be breathing exactly the same chemical mix of an atmosphere that we do? You know, like the little spiky dogs things they had were fine. The alien that was, or the predator that was tied up for a while without a mask on was not wheezing, was not like short of breath. It was fine. Ready to fight. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's a plot in my mind that's a, a script deficiency mm-hmm. in my well mind. Oh, look at it this way we all know that la is smog central <laughs> your future <laughs> yeah and so maybe predators just have a, you know being prone to asthma who knows allergies oh my god you're right that is a that is a halfway decent explanation for there it. you go there you he was, go he was like this city is dirty and nasty. the predator that fought schwarzenegger wasn't wheezing yeah he was he, you know, pure south have any problems beating up schwarzenegger there for 20 minutes Right. Yeah, he he doesn't take his mask off. You answered my question. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Glad I answered something tonight. My nerd is all warm and satisfied now. Did you get it some vodka and condoms? Chris Chris Hansen's going to be coming to that because it's it's a little too happy. <laughs> you traveled all this way. <laughs> your plot hole filler one four five. You made your inner nerd a little too <laughs> a little too satisfied today. What do you got to say about that? My nerd is so young, <laughs> so I was innocent. Just, I was just telling that young nerd the dangers of you know learning about plot holes, and the treachers that are out there. You know, I had to satisfy the twelve year old me. I just had to. <laughs> So you satisfied a 12-year-old today. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, mm-hmm. The pedophile episode. That's what we're going to have to call this one. Uh, uh, perv Corner in the pedophile episode. Perv Corner in the pedophile. The worst cover band ever. <laughs> Oh, yes. boy, George. That's, yeah, I'll be right. disappointed if somebody doesn't answer my trivia question with that. 
<laughs> oh man. All well, right. is there anything else we can explore in the Predator universe? We didn't talk um, about Sonny Landham, damn it. Let's do it. Sonny Landham is like the most fascinating character in this whole entire franchise. And I mean, I mean character as in not a you know a role that he filled, but just his person. Well, you mean the fact that he used to be in porn? Yes. And so, the fact that he ran for is, legislature? I did not know that. That's the greatest thing you ever heard. The movie Predator is a political fucking yes. machine. He he attempted to ride on the coattails of Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and it did not go so well. There was a old SNL sketch where they had Carl Weathers sitting there going, "Hi, I'm Carl Weathers. I was the black guy in Predator." <laughs> Vote for governor of whatever, like New York or something like that. Because this is after Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura both became governor. Yeah. So he's like, vote for me. I was the black guy in front. And that was the entire shtick. It was great. Yeah. He turned out to be pretty funny. I mean, really funny, especially in Arrested Development. You throw that chicken bone in a pot, you got a stew, baby. You got yourself a stew. Uh, so, um, hmm, let's see. There were unanswered questions from Predator. What happens to uh, the girl? Yeah, they show a brief flash of her picture in Predator 2. I was yes, they do. do they, what, what scene is that? It's um, Isn't it in the trailer? Yeah, they're in that mobile command. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, there was some, there was a, uh, like some sort of mention of uh, the fact that they, in the first Predator, they were sent there in order to flush out the predator because the CIA knew about or or this um this group what was their ac- acronym it was something like other world otherworldly life form O W L F it's so close to Alf that's great oh, I, okay I, I gotta get back oh wait 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 this oh is, here we go this is, a, this is a complete departure but I just read this the other day I mean this is a complete departure but I've got to share this where people can hear me because this is the best thing I've ever seen um in real life in the Philippines there are these is Islamist separatists like yep. rebel type of guys yeah they're they're on an island I can't remember what the name of the island is offhand. Fuck Buddy Island. <clears throat> there we go. But they're the whatever this island is, Islamic Liberation Front. The name of the island starts with an L. With an M. They are the M I L F. Whoa. Yeah. They are the MILF. Mm-hmm. And they are angry. <laughs> yeah. They Jeez, probably had no idea. With, the, with an acronym like that, geez, they shouldn't be angry. They should be flattered. Oh, I know, right? Everybody loves them. Yeah. Loves I just, I'm sorry. Them. When you talked about acronyms, that just brought it back. I had to do that out loud. No, I like that. Let's see. Uh, I know it's I like Maori to Island or some of that. Maori Island. No, yeah. Something Island Liberation Front. Maori Island Liberation Front. All right. Gary Busey. There's no way I'm going to be able to find it. I'll never make it there. But. That's Danny Glover. No, I'm going to be able to find it. Sorry about that. But there's a, YouTube, was that? there's a YouTube video of the making of Predator 2. Gary Busey has a really big part in the documentary. Um, and he, he talks about there possibly being a link between Predator and Predator 2 where uh, this group, the uh, otherworldly life form, whatever, owl something, this group set Carl Weathers' CIA group in motion in order to go down to Central America to flush out this predator. And yeah. like that's why they were down in the jungle. That's was, why they were on that you know bunk mission in order to, to capture or to do something with this predator. And I kind of had that thought when I was watching it, re-watching it. Like, I wonder if the CIA, like if there was a hidden deleted scene where you find out the CIA sent you know Duchess T 
seen there right. on purpose. Well, did they ever explain why there were six American combat boot following the gorillas? No. You remember no. when Billy... Remember they're, yeah. they're at the Huey? They're yep. at the, the chopper and the bodies are hanging. And then uh, Carl Weathers is sitting there and he's he's kind of uncomfortable with the whole situation because he's acting like they're going to catch on to me any second now. And so Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, what do you see, Billy? And Billy goes on this rant about... He says, uh, they put a bullet in the pilot's head, you know, one bullet in the pilot's head. They took the family or whoever it was, the gorilla, there were 13 gorillas, and then there were six American combat boots following them. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger turns to Carl Weathers and you're like, so what do you know about that? And he's like, uh, some, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember yeah. that scene? I do, yeah. So it's it's almost like that to me, I don't feel was ever answered why there were combat boots. It's, that's the secret, secret hidden movie within Predator that never gets actually resolved is that whole cover up CIA thing. I'm going to go to Google. While you're doing that, though, that does remind me of, and maybe I have hope now because maybe we can, we've been resolving all my weird plot holes. Um, I'll try my I, best. All right. You, it's not you, Rob. You're going to do this for me. You, you did the other one. You got this. I have faith in you. Uh, you're you're okay, one so you of got, you. You got, you got the predator who kills people and then rips out their skull and spine, cleans it up, has a trophy. But in both Predator 1 and Predator 2, we see him killing people and then string up their bodies and skinning them and then leaving them intact. Headed, head and all. Why? There's absolutely, from what I can remember or what I can tell, no explanation of why he skins them. But doesn't take any trophy. Like he doesn't take the skin as a trophy. That'd be weird. But uh, he, he's not taking the skulls. He's not. He's just skinning them and stringing them up. And there's no real explanation. Well, I, I think that they go to great lengths to show how he ripped the spine and the skull out together. Yeah, for so the trophy. For the trophy. But like I said, that to me goes to show that there is a process that they go through in order to prepare their trophies for display and maybe if they have a high kill count for whatever reason maybe those people just got in the way of his number one trophy like like i said he could give a shit less if he kills all those people they're not the intended target they were just in his way he's going after the the, the alpha he's going after his his trophy is the one which maybe you know maybe not because it, he, they had to show him ripping the skull off that one so maybe their choice target Maybe ones that are challenges. I don't know, but he also Maybe. blasts Mac in the in the forehead with a laser. So I mean, he ruins that trophy. Well, yeah. yes, he kills the original team that came in. The guy that Dutch knows. Maybe he took one or two of his trophies, but he leaves most of them hanging. The, 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 those also might be displays. You know, um, again, we don't fully understand their their rituals, and maybe it is just a plot hole. But it might also just be I'm putting these people on display of what I did you know in predator 2 mm. uh, right in the beginning of the movie there is the whole fight scene with the Colombians and, uh, you know, the Predator comes in, kills a bunch of them and has a, you know, almost a 200 pound guy strung up, you know, whatever, 15 feet in the air. Right. And they, the, you know, Danny Glover and, and his partners there, they see it and they're like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they walk out the room and then the Predator comes back and takes them, you know, it takes yeah. him. And sure enough, you know, still has time after he took that body, you know, like the place is swarmed with cops. He kind of showed them as kind of like, you know, here's my my dick pic and i'm gonna take it you know <laughs> yeah dick pic there you go <laughs> predator dick pic. I mean, it's have the same seat. thing with have a seat <laughs> which which kind of makes sense because if you look at predator 2 he kills all the uh jamaicans when they go in the penthouse yeah and then when danny glover's partner is snooping around the predator's there kills danny glover's partner so maybe he does come back for them i guess 
I don't but, know if he came back for the, the, again, those guys might have been kind of like what Tom was saying. They might just be fodder. They might just be, mm-hmm. you know, these guys were just kind of in the way. <laughs> they're low-level peons. They're a mild threat, but they're still a threat. No big deal. I'll kill them. I'll string them up There's without their skin. And people can just look at that. There's also a problem, but then you can totally chalk this one up to different writers where in Predators, like if he's if you get the idea of they're hunting the, the Schwarzeneggers and the Danny Glovers because they're the prime target. Like Gary Busey calls Danny Glover the lion that he's hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, in Predators, if you think anybody would be the lion, it would be Lawrence Fishburne. But that one guy, that one predator finds him and just blows him the fuck up right off the bat. Like, you think that would be a trophy, like a big one. It's the guy right. been surviving for years. True. And it's just like, oh, found you, boom, you're dissolved. Like, there's nothing left of you. Right. You'd think he'd definitely want to bring back Lawrence right. Fishburne's head and show his friends. Like, yeah, look at this. Which is kind of another reason why Predators just faintly didn't ring true. It didn't follow the same, it didn't hit the same notes as the other movies, which is why yeah. it kind of it fell That's- a little flat. That's definitely a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, and like I said, you just chalk it up to different writers with different ideas, just yeah. having different ideas of what a good scene would look like. I'm also not a, uh, you know, kind of talking about the same thing in writers' interpretations and how they write things. I'm also not really a big fan of two different tribes or factions of predators. To be honest with you, yes, I, I, I'm I, not I a agree fan with you. that. I, I, I agree. Like the original I thought that was a, it. Complicated things a little too much, made things a little too muddied. I thought I, I totally agree with you on that. To have you yeah. mean to have warring clans like the right. the berserkers I, right the, like i don't even i i wouldn't even mind if it was you know uh warring tribes or you know that would be fine but when they you, you have kind of a different almost species within where they're taller and bigger and they don't give a fuck and whatever else like i don't i don't mind the they don't you know give a shit they they hunt without any honor i mean i can even get that you know but just having them <clears throat> excuse me, um, being larger, um, you know, having a, a wider, you know, when their mandibles come out, you know, it's like just super drastic. I, I'm not a fan of that. I don't mind if the Predators have inner fights and battles and this tribe thinks that they're team red and this one thinks they're team blue and which one's better. That That's fine. Um, but just the whole different... The way I kind of, I tuck that away thinking that it's like the bigger of the, if they're bigger because you imagine genetically you'd have big ones, you'd have small ones in Matter of fact, in some of the books, which aren't canon, but in some of the books, some of them are almost human sized, and they uh, they have to work harder in order to be as good as the rest. Um, so I imagine if they had um, bigger predators that were super predators or berserkers, they would try and go to the top of the heap. They'd try and be the alpha, and if they failed in any way, shape, or form, they were shamed and either had to go kill themselves or leave, leave the tribe. Oh. Because, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm bigger, so I should be in charge. Well, you're not in charge because I'm in charge, so... I mean, I get what you're saying. It's kind of jocks versus the nerds in the Predator world, apparently. And that guy, that Predator who was strapped to the pole was getting a a Predator wedgie, basically, (laughs) you know, what it comes down to. But But I'm still not a fan of it, you know? I mean, I get it. Some are big and some are small. I can can see all that. I can see fighting between clans. But, you know, just that there was a distinction made in Predators between the two, where they're, they're not the same same exact species which i wasn't a fan with again jocks first nerds in the predator world i could get behind the way they did it in predators you know again i think that the distinctions 
too vast for me. Well, it's it's also like, yeah, I agree with you. And I think the reason for me I didn't like that is if you have this all of a sudden this out of the blue new race of berserkers, bigger, stronger, crazier, it diminishes what we've already known and loved. You know, it diminishes like the, the Predator, the first two movies is the same one that was strung up. So they're the same weaker, smaller race. It's saying, oh, all that stuff that our heroes went through in the first two movies was nothing because they didn't even face the real danger. Right. And it just, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it comes off to me like new writers trying to put their mark on it. Like these these guys that actually started this and made all the ideas that you know and love, they didn't do nothing. We're going to show you the real danger, the real the real badasses. And it, it, it smacked of like a, a little bit of a plot ploy, you know, like a shortcut. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, it was a vague unease about why I didn't like it when I was watching it, but I, I think that's the reason. Like it, it just diminished. It took away from what we've already seen by introducing that element of it. Plus it's not, I mean, Jock versus Nerds is, you know, Jocks and Nerds are the same. It'd be like if you watch Revenge of the Nerds, but the Jocks were, you know, bioengineered super monsters that were made to <laughs> give wedgies and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know. Sorry, That's I'm, why I'm, just reading, uh, I'm just reading a little blurb on the Super Predators on uh, a wiki page. <laughs> are you on the right page? Because that could be disturbing if you're looking at the wrong information. <laughs> yes. Again, be on the right wiki. Uh, maybe, maybe the Super Predators, you know, had steroids or something, you know, and that's why they're all messed up. They have yeah, tiny right. predator penises, and <laughs> but they're jacked, you know. Yeah. They all got plastic surgery. And I got the biggest mandibles in the block, but uh, yeah, I pee sitting down. <laughs> um, they, it only opens up once in a while for me. <laughs> Yeah, this says that the super predators are a subspecies of the Ute race. They are essentially a larger, stronger version of the jungle hunter predators. And this, I'm sure they're getting a lot of their stuff from the comics and the book stuff, because not a whole bunch of that was really explained. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the super predators could possibly take some kind of drug or some sort of other enhancement, which could explain their larger figures over the already masculine mainstream miatches. Uh So they're steroid freaks. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Broids. Yeah, they don't follow the honor code. Yada yada yada. Not berserkerism. It's roid rage. It's very. <laughs> That's that's it. Yes, <laughs> that that's why uh, when they came across Lawrence Fishburne, they just blasted him apart. <laughs> He's like, ah, fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This dude, you stole my sweet face mask, dude. I like that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right. <laughs> So, anything else to cover on Predators? So, I, I think I know the answer to this question already, but for you guys, if you had to choose the franchise overall, or even just a monster in particular, Aliens versus Predators, what do you appreciate more? I, I myself, am going to go with Aliens. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Because I think in the end, the Predators are a little too human, so you don't get the existential threat, the, the implied existential. Because with Aliens, you always get the idea that these are just killing machines made for one purpose, is to wipe out a, a species. You know, like the idea that a, a, a xenomorph isn't born unless it kills something else so they're not really a natural species is frightening to me on a you know instinctual level like there's no future yeah, for this it's, it's just it's very primal right That's yeah it's, a it prim- it's like a, almost like a virus it's there to kill you and nothing else it's not going to create its own civilization it's not going to move on and flourish it's just there to wipe you out it's it's a mobile virus whereas the predators are a little too human it's a little they're, they're cool i mean don't get me wrong i love the predator concept it's badass it's like the i like watching the first two again i'm thinking like this is what batman would be like if Batman was more effective, you know? 
<laughs> yeah. Like walking around the city, dropping in on drug gangs and stuff like that, and just wiping them out. That, that's you know not going through proper channels. You know, predator don't play by the rules. He does his own thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a little. The motivations are really human. They're really understandable and really so. It's not quite as alien as aliens. Badass and cool in its own way, but not. It doesn't have that same sense of red that the uh, aliens gives. It was a horror franchise. Aliens is definitely above. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree concur wholeheartedly. Aliens is to me the xenomorph is definitely. Uh, and I I think for the most part we get um, aliens in space. Yeah, and it's a little bit more fantastical for me too. I mean, it, I like that whole idea. And we get um, you know the predators on Earth for the most part. The fact <laughs> that the predators are an alien species is as a secondary consideration. Mm-hmm. Any other part of it? Yeah. Sorry, the uh, the waitress is getting eaten. Anyway. <laughs> And then it's it's nice to know you're a hundred percent vested with us here right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's like I'm talking to my wife. I probably I probably this setup I have now is no no longer good for this because I have to shut it off. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a well, disc- I'm just joking, honey. If you ever listen to this, I you know I know you fully one hundred and ten percent listen to me all the time. Unfortunately, you do you do do that. <clears throat> Digging yeah. myself out of a hole over here. Good what job. Do you think the li- what do you think the likelihood of your, of your wife listening to this is? Uh, slim to none, but you never know. <laughs> you never she, know. She, she's supportive in things that uh, I enjoy too. But uh, yeah, and again, I'm just a guest. <laughs> just just stop by. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, Leslie will listen to it and she'll text her. Just be like, no. Oh my god, can you believe what Rob mm-hmm. said? <laughs> 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 they talked about child molesters and then how you don't listen for two hours. And then child molesters again because they yeah. couldn't stop. They just didn't stop talking about child molesters over and over and over. <laughs> and condoms. How many times did they say Chris Hansen? And then they said Chris Hansen so many times. Yeah. Oh, uh, I- I'd make a joke about Chris Hansen retweeting my wife, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, maybe we can get to endorse our podcast. Get, get a wide audience. Yeah, pedophiles yeah. everywhere would be uh, big fans. Yeah, uh, yeah it, this is the number one podcast. Listen, pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are they making fun of me or are they not? Uh, if you're a pedophile and you're listening, yes, we're we're making fun of you. If you're a pedophile and you're listening, find the closest bridge, climb up to the tippy tippy top, and go face first. Yeah, do I the agree. world a favor. Yes, definitely do your do the world a favor. <laughs> this podcast does not serve you. Kind. No. We do not endorse pedophile. We should put that on our iTunes feed. <laughs> we, do, <laughs> we don't endorse pedophile. We do have a perv corner. We do have a, <laughs> yes, but in every red-blooded American male, there is a perv corner. So we're not really doing. It. And it's 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 eighteen plus, right? It's eighteen yeah, plus in the perv corner, right? Yes, sort of. exactly. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you got to be sophisticated to be part of the perv corner. As, <laughs> as we have demonstrated, I think amply. Uh, we're nothing if not sophisticated. sophisticated sophisticated in the perv corner i'm, I'm That's right. interested to hear more about how it's sophisticated highbrow perv corner yeah existential very, booby watching very, very profound mm. and why we are masters of it masters of profundication with masturbation i get it <laughs> there's a tagline for you <laughs> We have all those women doing those intros for us. We we need to take that audio of what you just said and use that at one of the intros. <laughs> <laughs> Funny with masturbation. 
really, you, you might get a lot more, uh, lot more hits and downloads, <laughs> followers. Who knows? It might just be the wrong people who are going to go, oh, fucking false advertising. Hey, <laughs> I like it the like, man. <laughs> uh, hey, let's Why do some trivia. There we go, Don. Right. Trivia. Trivia time. Want to do some trivia? <laughs> let's see how dumb I am today. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to get mine out of the way, one of mine out of the way. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rob already knows this one, so this is going to be for Tom. All right. Great up. Uh, there's the person who did the voice for Predator, uncredited, did the voice for a beloved 80s cartoon character. Can you guess who that cartoon character is? Beloved? Beloved. The most beloved. Scooby-Doo. No. No. Think testosterone-filled young boy. Oh, God. I keep coming back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hold on. Hold on. I got I to gotta think about testosterone-filled little boys. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Open up a Nobody wine does. cooler. <laughs> Try ice cream truck ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Testosterone filled little. Um, hmm. So I'm thinking Transformers, GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Duke from GI Joe. You almost had it. You said the yeah, word. I did. It was close. Okay, I'll uh, give you a, the hint of all hints. It's not just relegated to the '80s cartoon. He has found a renaissance in recent years. Um, and I said it already. So sort of. You, you hit the hint. Oh, Joe. Joe something. <laughs> You're getting cold. Oh, okay. Shit. Uh, I said Scooby. Mm-hmm. I said do. <laughs> wow. I said Joe. I said Transformers. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Oh! Yeah. Ooh. Right. Good, yeah. Uh, I actually... Peter, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, did the voice of Predator. Wow. Um, seems like I had something to add to that, but I guess I don't. There was... Uh, beloved. The most... Optimus Prime beat, is the most nothing beloved. Beat, nothing beat Optimus Prime in the 80s. Maybe Lion-O came close, but Optimus Prime was the best. Didn't he uh, also do another voice of somebody thought um uh, i think he did i want to say he did a voice in the mass effect video games but i can't i might be wrong uh, it says uh i just looked it up quick um optimus prime and mario in what i have no idea it does not get specific <laughs> it just says he, uh he did do the voiceover on voltron the, the original voltron with the lions he did the voiceover i remember that oh, okay well this this is coming from the chive you know a trusted news source here mm-hmm. uh, but does say optimus Prime and Mario. So take well, that for me, what you will, whether that's, you know, a real fact. Or not. I'm not going to say no, but I, I would be surprised. Right. I would have to look up, I guess, to verify that. I'm not going to expel that much effort. What's the guy's name again? Peter, Peter Cullen. Cullen. Peter Cullen. Yep. C U L L E N. Yeah. And he does the, obviously the Optimus Prime voice of the movies now, too. Hmm. But he did the, he did the voiceover for Voltron, like the one that explains, because that's how 80s cartoons work. Somebody did a voiceover and explained exactly what the shtick was. And then you watch, so yeah. you didn't have to waste yeah. any time. Hmm. Oh, he was also the voice of Venger on Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Oh, here we are. We're back to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we Once are. again, I got to remind everybody I didn't watch that one. <laughs> if you, well, don't watch you, it now. But <laughs> we we went over this last time. You guys watched it. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, Dungeons. He was also Captain Crab Nasty in My Little Pony. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, hey uh, have a seat. Is this your screen name, uh, Mr. Crab <laughs> yeah. Nasty? Yeah. Okay, have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah. Did you bring a My Little Pony doll to this house <laughs> you talk to? That's good. What, what were you trying to accomplish? Uh, he, yeah, that's, okay, that's so that's my, that's my question for Tom. I'm going to have one for you, Rob, oh, that God. is not Predator-related. Oh. <laughs> but it's in our wheelhouse, so just think of it that way. Great. All right, so <clears throat> the astronaut, Buzz Aldrin, was the second man on the moon. You with me so far? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you as far. He was the second man on the moon, but he was the first man, the first human being to ever do this on the moon. What do you think this was? On the moon. On the moon. First person to do this 
on them. Although maybe on the moon is a little too literal. Like he was on the moon when he did this. I'll say that. And also he, think about our sensibility. <laughs> uh, so he took a shit. Oh, you're so close. He pee pee. He pee pee. All right. <laughs> He was the first man to urinate on the moon. I'm guessing, like, when I first read that, I thought, oh, my God, he whipped it out and took a piss on the moon. I'm like, no, it's semantics. He was on the moon while he took a But Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm glad we didn't get to, uh, you know, if you said that pooping was incorrect and then you said peeing was incorrect, then I was going to get to number three and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> really been in our wheelhouse. Right, yeah. right. You know <laughs> that Buzz Aldrin took a piss and turned to Neil Armstrong and said, first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got your speech, but you know what's really important That's right. yeah then small step for man my ass i'll show you what's a small right buzz buzz whips out his crank and starts beating it i'll beat you <laughs> so no he just he had his arm inside his suit whacking it <laughs> the arm was yeah. just, oh, hey what are you doing with your other hand so take a seat mr armstrong yeah first uh, shows up on the moon yeah <laughs> So before we move uh, on further, I think I want to say something like we should have Rob back for another podcast where we talk about the worst movies we've seen, because that would definitely be a three-man job, and we've all seen those movies. Oh, I would love to be on. And you know what? I, yeah. I really haven't heard you guys mention too much. Uh, no, we've mentioned. You know, you, you mentioned Where the Dead Go to Die. Yes, but we've, we've steered away from uh, that. Which you, which you don't endorse, which I found shocking. I know. You know, uh, I, I guess I get it because your family probably listens to this at some point in time, so. You know, keep your head high, but you haven't you haven't talked about a Serbian though. You know, I haven't heard. Uh, and again, we're going to bring it back a notch from Serbian because that's at the pinnacle. But you know, uh, what about old boy? Old oh boy, um, Antichrist. Yeah, Antichrist. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, not to not to reveal our you know our hand here, but we should definitely do an episode coming up where the three of us discuss these. Um, we should call it three man horrible movie. Yes. <laughs> And that way, maybe we can entice I, some uh, some alternative lifestyle people to the podcast. Well, if uh, you guys would like to have me back, I'd be more than happy to. I really enjoy it. We can really enjoy talking to you guys. We could talk it, about yes. the book, uh, The Man Inside Me. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I don't know that this book, but I... Yes, you, know, I you do. do. You know. You know that book, The Man Inside Man. Me. Tobias, Tobias wrote a book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Man Inside Me. <laughs> So we, when you're uh, an analyst and a therapist, you're gonna have to write some. <laughs> you mean when you're an anal rapist? When you're an anal rapist, an rapist. <laughs> Anybody that hasn't seen Arrested Development needs to just shut this off and go watch it right now. Pause, yeah, pause, pause, I concur, pause. definitely. Okay, so that's what I have. What do you guys got? Go ahead, Rob. All right, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just. This was real last minute, so there's a chance that you guys in your searches for fun facts might have already discovered this. Who knows? Um, so I'm going to let you guys decide, or I can flip a coin. Uh, number one or number two? Who wishes to be number one? Number two. I'll, Kyle's I'll, your number two. I'll, okay, I'll oh. take number one. I was just making a poop joke, but okay, I'll be Oh, okay. Well, we can get back. You know, that's fine. <laughs> Pooping on the moon, masturbating on the moon. Have a seat. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Piles, you're, uh, Steve, you're, you're number two. All right. Is that a dig on my name? <laughs> well, we're talking about poop, so. Poop and Pile. Right. Okay. Um, 
in the movie Jurassic Park, the first one, the sound of the velociraptors communicating is taken from animals mating. Do you know what the species of animal that would be? This is Tom's, right? I thought this was yours. Oh, I, I, you chose yeah, you yeah. chose number two because you started talking about poop. Oh, okay, I got you. Your second. Okay, never mind. I, I see what you're talking. Yes. What species you're, of animal? Yes, the sounds of this species mating is the same sound of velociraptors communicating. The first Jurassic Park. Velociraptor? Yes. Velociraptor. Have a seat. <laughs> You're clever girl. Four, five, six. That's the <laughs> Um, okay, so what, what species? Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm trying to remember this album. Gibbons. No. They're kind of monkey. No. no that, yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was my joke answer. Let me give you a hint. Um, okay. These animals are uh, slow and shelled. <laughs> 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 Please say armadillo. Please say armadillo. Aardvark. <laughs> well, now I'm going to say armadillo. Shit. <laughs> Uh, armadillo? <laughs> no, it's not the Damn armadillo. Damn it, turtle! You're 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 tortoise. scorching hot. Tortoises, yes, the... like Galapagos giant tortoises. Yes, tortoises uh, mating. Okay, tortoises that was, mating. That made my night. I, I hope so. I want to know what so. armadillo sounds like when it mates, though. I really do. <laughs> if anybody listening to this can send me an audio file of armadillos mating, you will make my year. Whoa! Because I am a sad, sad. Man. All right. <laughs> All right, Tom, you are, are you ready for yours? I'm ready. Um, again, uh, movie-related. Okay. And I think you I think you have a good chance, actually, oh. to get this, because um, we're kind of getting back into that uh, same year. Okay. A great year. Hmm. So what actor almost played the Terminator originally? Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Dang. You should have had this one, Steve. I know. I could have gotten right off the bat. Um, almost played the Terminator. Mm-hmm. He, he Terminator, was, he, all right. He was, he was deemed, uh, quote-unquote, too pleasant to uh, portray <laughs> right. such a dark character. <laughs> Which is ironic. I'll, that's my hint. Yes, that's a it, very ironic statement. Yes, it is very ironic, yes. <laughs> no, so cool. Jesus isn't my answer. Although Jesus would make an awesome Terminator. Yeah, he would. <laughs> like, if you were going to have somebody return from the future and, like, go on a killing spree, it would be Jesus. Hail to the king of the Jews, baby. <laughs> People would be like, oh, my God, it's Jesus. And you'd be like, and Jesus would be like, you're terminated. <laughs> oh, God damn. Turn water I know. Oh, it would have uh, to- let, me see if, uh, let me see if I can give you a hint here. Unless you want to take a, a blind stab. Uh, my blind stab is Dolph Lundgren. Uh, mm. Not correct. No. Think, um, think, think darker. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't get racist, Piles. I just I said darker. Like Hugh. There's nothing. That's <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a shade. Right. Oh wow! Yeah, look at you dig now. Yeah, I know, you dig right? now. Terrible. Uh, okay, I might. So, I may be talking like personality wise. Next game. Actually, that's the way I took it. So I was like, oh, this oh, yeah. is darker. Um. Okay. So um, a big muscular black guy. That's not Carl Weathers. Correct. No. Uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> well, no, but you're 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 getting warmer. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh... Wait, wait. Can I can I give? Yes. I can say one name. Go right ahead. Leslie Nielsen. That's not the answer, but think of that. <clears throat> Leslie Nielsen. God. So then we've got like airplane, naked gun. Um, you're right there. I can tell. Yeah. I yeah. all I can think of is Julius Irving because he was. Oh a... no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Think think of what we said originally too. That there's a a bit of irony. Right. A, a lot of irony to this. That statement where he was too nice. What did yeah, he say? he's too pleasant. Too pleasant. Too, too pleasant. Uh, now I'm trying to, like, mean Joe Green. 
That's actually really you're, you're hitting right around it, actually. Yeah, you're. Uh... So, uh, O.J. Simpson. Yes, oh. there you go. There you go. <laughs> wow, very yeah, nice. Yeah, because O.J. Simpson was. Uh, um, in Naked Gun, he played Naked uh, Gun, yeah. what was it? Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin no, was, was Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. and then uh, OJ Norbert. played Norbert. 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 He was always yeah. getting. Yeah, yeah I love that one. He was funny as shit. No, yeah, Naked he absolutely movie. was. Yeah, OJ Simpson. He was. Uh, he was I was like, gonna say he might have been a Terminator, but some people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Everybody knows. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, totally killed. Hey, watch, the watch the people fit. versus OJ. The people versus OJ Simpson is actually really good. I recommend. Is it? Yeah, I, I do really. They, like do they basically prove that he did it? No, they they don't, but they do. Like they try to be very objective, but mm-hmm. there's when they present all the evidence, it's 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 so obvious. Like from start to yeah. I remember watching that live. I remember watching parts. Of it. Yeah, oh, that was crazy. Like the verdict I watched. I was in high school. All right, I have a uh, a science question and an entertainment question. Who wants what? Oh Jesus! Don't give me science. I'm doomed. All right, I'll, I'll take the science. Okay. Looking at looking at your shirt, I'd say you should take science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this. Shirt. Okay. Which is the most abundant metal in the Earth's crust? Uh, I'm gonna say zinc. No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> aluminum. Aluminum. Yes. Wow. Second wow. guess. Second oh, guess. Uh, Not bad. Did you ever know that? Have you ever pictured a world without zinc? Yes. It would be a nightmare. I have you're, all the time. Your gun wouldn't have a firing pin. Your, I, I'm trying to remember the whole bit. It was from The Simpsons. I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> of course, because The Simpsons it did it first. Yeah. Simpsons did it first. No, Zane, come back. Why? I would have said iron. <laughs> that's great. That's that's what I would have said. I would have said iron as well. Yeah. See, that that that, that was the obvious choice. So I went with the not obvious. Choice. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was quick. That was a good one. Boom. Uh, so Rob, 1982, uh, number one music Billboard. There was a song that there was a line where the guys in in the song the guy says hobo but when he sang it it sounded just like homo and everybody <laughs> thought he said homo and it got a lot of backlash so when they re-released the song they changed the word hobo with drifter oh, 82 wow um and if you can get it i will give you the actual line it, yeah i'm not gonna get it okay wrapped up like a douche <laughs> <laughs> The line was like a hobo. I was born to walk alone, but they changed it to like a drifter. I was born to walk alone. Oh, it kind of sounds familiar now. Does sound. If you hear the original and he says like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. It sounds exactly like he says like a homo. I was born to walk alone. <laughs> 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 and uh it's, it's, it went it's tough for 82 and it went to number one billboard number one 82 so uh they re-released it in 1987 Are which you, was a good year the year predator came out you asked yes. me for this artist or the song either like a drifter i was born to walk alone oh, i feel like i can almost smell it um this was a popular band back then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a one-hit wonder necessarily. It was somebody nope. who lived through the 80s at least. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. I feel like it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Okay, I'll give you another hint. The video for this song features very quick clips of the actress Tawny Katane dancing seductively oh, on the hood of yeah, two Jaguars. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that was 82? Or the original? The original was 82. They re-released oh, it in 87. Okay. I never heard it with the non-drifter version. That's funny. I know I know what it is now. I do, but yeah. I don't know, and something tells me I'm going to punch myself right in the face. I don't know. The I band, know it's right there. The band is White Snake. <sighs> 
Yeah. Here I go again on my own. Yep. Yep. Like a homo, I was born to walk alone. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, you ever get an opportunity, I'm sure it's on YouTube. You should check it out because it, it's all about the homos. It's all about <laughs> the Chris Hansen type coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> I just like the fact that I didn't get it until you said Tanikate, and then I totally got it. <laughs> oh, Tanikate. Uh, Bachelor Party. Oh, okay. Yep, great movie. The girl uh, in the scene where Tom Hanks is hallucinating, but she's like sitting there naked waiting for him. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Perfect. I can't remember her name anymore. I can't remember that. Act. It's not Tony Katane. Perfect body. To this day, maybe the most perfect body I've ever. Just saying. Perfect corner tar- part two. I don't know. Watch Bachelor Party and you will be- <laughs> She was also in a shitty movie called Evil Tunes because I have weird knowledge of these things. Wait. That wasn't a shitty movie, was it? Evil Tunes was pretty shitty. You know, I, I remember us talking about this. That was like homework for me once, right? <laughs> Maybe I can't remember. I'm almost positive we were. Remember uh, back in the day, we'd talk about those stupid movies, and you came up with e- it was Evil Tunes, right? Evil Tunes, probably. Yeah, I liked it when yeah. I was a kid. I yeah. think there was a, there was a, there was a lot of boobies, and that that same actress, she was kind of the main character. I think randomly stood in front of a mirror and took her top off and admired herself in the mirror. It was awesome. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. But yeah, perfect, just perfect. I, I'm going to stop now and do something else. <laughs> I'm going to have to go watch Bachelor Party. <laughs> what was her name? Yeah, IMDb. It. There's one point where Tom Hanks is hallucinating. sees all his buddies' heads on her body, and one of them says, Look at my tits. They're perfect. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> ah, mm. terrible, terrible people. Here we are again in Pervert Corner. <laughs> we just can't escape. I like we, it. Never, we never left That's Pervert good. Corner, let's be honest. That's true. All right, yeah. I'm looking up evil tunes right now as we speak. All the other girls. had uh David Carradine, too, in his wow. tour de force role, I think. His, his greatest role ever. So now we're at autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Maybe this is what set him on that road. I don't know. Whoa. Oh, oh I, I think I might have found her. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit that I am looking as well. And <laughs> <laughs> For all you people listening home, pause the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, go I, get what you're, I, I get what you're saying. I see exactly what you're saying. Monique Gabriel. Is that her name? Monique Gabriel? Oh, yeah. But I've I've now moved on to Barbara Dare. Let me, let me list some of the movies that Barbara Dare been in uh sinful sisters miami spice uh <laughs> blow by blow oh gosh uh, blow by blow sophisticated women slippery one wet oh that was a music video uh let's see uh sex asylum 2 yep oh i heard that two? was nominated oh for an God. oscar ride a pink lady yeah yeah hot and nasty harem girls hannah does her sisters <laughs> That's about nuns, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she plays Hannah. <laughs> oh, God. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> Some things you have to go again on your own with. <sighs> That's right. Especially because she's been in uh, Deep Throat Girls. Debbie goes to college. I wonder what happens there. Oh, is that what happens after Dallas? I don't know, but I want to see this aerobics girls club. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these descriptions are awesome. All right, let's she hear was, it. Let's uh, hear it. She was in a movie called Playpen where she plays a convict who doesn't want to leave. I wonder what happened there. Uh, hmm. Starcut 64. Doctor Lost. My goodness. Is she a doctor? <laughs> let's find out. We, you know, I got to find that shit out. Fatal Erection. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've so, always thought from a young age that I would love, if you could make a career just making up names of porno movies, you would have a fulfilling life. <sighs> Fatal Erection is great. Fatal Erection. That, that, could, that movie could be quite a lot of things, really. Oh, God. <laughs> so who's a Fatal 4? You know, what, what's happening here? 
apparently if you have an erection longer than four hours, you should see somebody. <laughs> so yeah, uh, go to go to Google, Google Images, type in Monique Gabriel bachelor party, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I... I uh... It's one of the first images. She's sitting on a bed. Boom. <laughs> Everybody better be patient while we all three of us do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah there she is oh uh, yeah. Yep. yeah i remember this very distinctly mm-hmm. yes what else has she been in evil tunes <laughs> <laughs> interesting factoid what was she the first woman to do on the moon <laughs> show some nips yeah no. she was stuffed in the side with buzz aldrin neil armstrong's dirty little secret <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She queefed out a moon rock when she got back to Earth. <laughs> oh my God! If you type in "Evil Tunes," you see some stills from the movie. Where a there's quite a bit out there. Yeah, yeah. That's I saw that a second ago. That's messed up. Promptly <laughs> deleting my movie. browser history now. Yeah, it's, I'm on a watch list now. Shit. <laughs> I can hear Chris Hansen knocking on your door. So you like cartoons and naked women and rough sex. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. Well, I've actually found the scene from Bachelor Party and um, uh, I'm on a web page. It's probably, I'm not going to, I'm not going to advertise this. It's just going to be tucked away in my little browser history here. You're supposed to look over (laughs) your shoulder before you look at this. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) I'm in the bunker. What happens in the bunker stays in the bunker. (laughs) We will never speak of the bunker. <laughs> yeah, I just I just rewatched the scene from Evil Tunes where she's over in the mirror. Good as I remember it. <laughs> uh, this is great because <laughs> and then the kids show up. Oh, where's Chris Hansen when you need him? <laughs> I know, yeah, all the kids are in the background. Yeah. And then they put the nun's <laughs> go for it, head. Go for it. They put the nun's head on her body. <laughs> And then they put his best friend's head. Yeah. Look at my tip. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So this good. is great. Oh, I'm sure that there's nothing bad happening to my web browser by watching this. But, I mean, you got to agree with me. Perfect body. Perfect. Just lawless. It, it's pretty men. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty men. Definitely. Uh, any website you go to where there's a pop-up that says turn off search tracking, <laughs> you know. Or the one that pops up, anyone can see what you're looking at. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Uh, I gotta be honest here. For a second, I've kind of forgotten that we're doing a podcast that people are gonna listen to. Am I the only one? Or oh, I don't uh, care. No. Yeah. Okay. No, I really don't right. care. Let's just own it. It's fine. This is who we are. <laughs> I, think do, Steve, we... I think. I think Steve's hoping for some editing here. <laughs> no, no. Pervert, pervert corner has turned into a pervert segment. It's turned into pervert life. Let's be <laughs> no, there's no two ways about it. This is let's let's call it this. This is a brief preview of the if we do the episode of uh, messed up movies that will disturb you and save I'm, you for too long. I'm looking forward. This to is it. a brief I, I preview hope, for that. I hope you guys have me on for that because we will. Uh, we will definitely do that. There are some serious gems that need some discussion and description, and we'll invite Chris Hansen to attend as well because oh, he might have to intervene. He'll be our guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> Quick trivia: What was Chris Hansen the first person on the moon to do? <laughs> I think I may have broken my browser. <laughs> that was probably a mistake to go to that web page. I guess so. Wash your system every once in a while. It's fine. Your system restore. Mm-hmm. Ah, so this was enlightening. <laughs> it was. It was good. <laughs> so what's, have... what's the connection between Monique Gabriel and Predator? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> we got to find one. 1980s movie. Mm-hmm. Well-formed chest, whether um, it be full frontal that, or that get, behind that, that can get to Predator 2. Predator 2 with the uh, bush shot, full frontal oh, there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can kind of connect this and then, yes, you know. There's always connection. Everything's connected. We're all one yeah. in the pervert corner. Yeah. Six degrees of separation from your, your girl there, Gabrielle Monique. And six oh. inches of separation between the nipples. <laughs> I bet we can do that. I guarantee we can do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's hit this. Oh, shit. I really did fuck up my browser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see like bro. flashing lights and <laughs> that's right. And the police You're just it's just all pop ups now and <laughs> yep. The police are gonna arrive. My friend once went to a porn's got a virus where it took over his entire not just the browser, like he couldn't open the internet without the porn site just being all, but it took over his desktop. Like it was making new wallpapers on his desktop. He had to reformat his hard drive to get rid of it. That was the most wow. serious virus I've ever come across in my life. And I would have laughed at it, it when I was gonna watch and we wanted to play It doesn't sound all that bad, you know changing his wallpaper you know that's, <laughs> could be could be kind of neat you know i mean it, it was fun to look at but it was you know you can't keep that forever no especially okay. if mom comes to visit and wants to check her email can you <laughs> Hmm. Oh, we're we're still in pervert corner apparently. <laughs> we're, we're not going to leave at this point. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, I uh, I I think it'll be kind of easy to connect her because she was in Amazon Women on the Moon, and that had awesome. like that had like everybody from the '80s in it. So let's see. I'm guessing Schwarzenegger probably banged her at one point. Just saying. I'm sure he did. Mm. Oh, see, she was in Amazon Women on the Moon with Joe pa- Joey Pant, so he's acted with everybody in the entire history of let's Hollywood. See, he was in. Matrix with Morpheus with uh... Morpheus who was in Predators. Boom! There you go. Yep. Oh wait, how do we connect? Well, yeah, that connects the Predators, but not the first Predator. But that's okay. Well, I'll it's, take that. It's, it's close enough. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne to Joey Pant to Monique Gabrielle. Yeah. So that's not that far of a separation. To Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has practically fought a Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to Tony Katane, who was in the Hercules show with Kevin Sorbo. So Hercules has fought a predator. We could just keep on going. Wow. I know that's too good. much about the esoteric details of Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was good. So um, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Please, before I just dig myself in any deeper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more I talk, the worse this gets. Oh. So let me ask you guys real quick here. Yeah. Uh, in regards to, I'm, I'm going to call it the the first Predator movie. I think it's it's I think it's our our favorite of the of the Predator series. Um, I think that's a safe thing to say. Yeah. Um, is is Predator in your top ten? No. Oh my god, my top ten fluctuates so much. I could say yes today and then no a month from now if I thought of a new. But uh, it, you know, cautiously, I would say no. I feel like there's yeah. ten movies I would that would edge it out. It'd be in the top fifteen. I would say that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would I would agree with you. I would say that Predator is definitely in the top fifteen, and I think that you know, I, again, I just watched it, and it brought me all back to everything I grew up with. So probably right now at this moment in time, I could say it's in my top ten. Yeah, um, but yeah, if sure enough, yeah, exactly. Like I would put Tom? RoboCop above Predator, but I, I would have a hard time saying RoboCop's top ten. I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> I wouldn't put Predator in my top ten, and I think for the same reasons that it does fluctuate quite a bit. Uh, again. And just just having watched it and just having researched it, it got me interested in it again. But um, I think that it's one of those things that uh, it would get edged out by too many other things. And um, I put it behind some other things that I feel are more interesting right now. It's a kind of a nostalgia thing for me. So, yeah. like, I feel like I want to say it's in my top ten, but it's not. Right. Yeah. I feel like before we go, 
I gotta say this. The fact that not, none of the three of us have said this line yet is a tragedy, but uh, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Get to the chopper! Yeah. You got time to duck? Yeah. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> oh this God. stuff will turn you into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. <laughs> Strap this on your sore-ass blade. <laughs> There's even a quotable line from Predators when the stupid convict jumps on the one guy and says, Die, space faggot! <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's funny. <laughs> That was that made me chuckle. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Yeah. That's when he was, that was trying to him, yeah. shank the, yeah. the predator. He's trying to yeah. shiv a, a, shiv a nail, die space faggot. Oh. Yeah. He was, that did he make was me trying laugh to say die space hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, just, it sounded like faggot. This frogger because it kind of looks like a big toad. Well, space I'm frog. sure I'm sure they'll re-release Predators, you know, ten years from now, and it'll it'll be space hobo, space hobo, space drifter. Yeah, yeah space ah, drifter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we should sign off. I am always and forever Bob Scully. I am uh, Gabrielle Schwarzenegger. Gabrielle, <laughs> with the perfect pet. Yes. And I'm Chris Hansen. Have a seat. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. dip me in your money milk. Dip me in your money milk. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.